You shake my bones and you rattle my balls. I'm so fucking pumped. I'm like, yeah, bitch, fuck will. I will I will do that. I just pretended that was Brian Deegan. With his girlfriend that looks like she gets railed by five Tennessee police officers. <laughs> choo choo. <laughs> it's just a non-stop cyclone of just holy shit. Yeah. Welcome to row one, seat one. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's just something a little different about tonight. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I'm sure there is. It just feels different. There's just a different vibe in the room tonight. Is it really though? Yeah, it's not any different from the last four fucking games or three games. I mean, I don't know. I just, I just feel like I already know where you're going. I just feel like I don't know. I just feel like something's different about tonight. You know, there's just like a, I had a little bit more hop in my step this morning. Woke up, ate a little bit heartier at breakfast. Felt a little better all day. I don't know what it was. I can't put my finger on it. But uh, you finally put to bed that the Lakers got swept. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> the Lakers got swept. Oh well. At least we. Uh, at least we were competitive, you know. You know me. Uh, I'm not. I'm not one for moral victories, but uh, man, there are none. Man, because there are none. There are no moral victories. There are no moral victories in sports. There are no moral victories here on Row One Seat One. But man, we're we gonna have some victory laps tonight. We're gonna have some reconciliations. We're gonna have a little bit of upbeat, downbeat. All across the board. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. I am Joey Fats. With me, as always, Plizzy and Mr. Betancourt. Yeah. This is Row One, Seat One, live on the one, the only, the New Bedford Guide. 774-992-8702 is the phone number. If you want to give us a call and get in on this, we're going to have, we're going to be all over the Eastern Conference Finals Game 7. We're going to be all over the finals between the Nuggets and the Heat. We're going to be all over the Celtics and their future. We're going to be all over probably some of the Lakers. I'm sure there's going to be some Lakers talk because, you know, even even though the Nuggets have been off for a week, like they're still talking about the Lakers and it's just kind of crazy. Uh, we're going to get into some NFL action. We're going to get into the greatest weekend that maybe ever was in motorsports. You had everything. We have tons of video, tons of content, tons of fun stuff, so don't go anywhere. We've got a great show lined up for you here. Make sure you give us a like and a follow over on our Facebook page on Row One Seat One. Paul's taking a little hit of the atomic rhino, smelling salts, the ammonia. He just woke up from a nap. Uh, you know, he's been in a coma since last night. He did not want to, did not like what he saw, did not like <laughs> what he saw at all. Just couldn't handle it. And uh, so he's, he's trying to shake himself out of it, uh, much like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are trying to shake themselves out of it right now. Uh, where do we even begin, boys? Where do we want to begin? Because I know where I want to begin. I want to begin with, let me, what did I say when, was it last week on this show when the Celtics won game four or winning game four in Miami? And I said, you know what the only thing better than the Celtics getting swept in the Eastern Conference Finals would be is if they brought it all the way to game seven and then got blown out on their home floor. And lo and behold, that is exactly what happened, and what a glorious thing it was to witness. They should have lost game because, six. Of course, okay, that, that, we'll, game, that game we'll, six ended was special. We'll get into the game six thing in a second. Yeah, but let's just let's let's just talk about game seven. What in a little second didn't show up because it's not like the Miami Heat played great last night. No, no. Bam Bam couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. With the first anything. quarter was Jimmy, like the worst. Jimmy was lukewarm at best. No, Jimmy, after game three. Went ice cold. For the rest of the series. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy, did, did you know this? Didn't show up. Didn't do his shoot-around practice at all. 
and all of a sudden he had an unnamed illness before the beginning of the game. He played, and he had 28 points, so it's very deceiving. It looked like he did, he did great, but he was a non-factor that whole game. Yeah, I didn't really see him do much and then, at all. And then he was gifted that Eastern Conference Championships Finals MVP. I mean, Caleb Martin in that. And Caleb like, Martin, and um, who did I tell you? Gabriel, um, oh, Jesus Christ, his last man. name. Not Davis. Gabriel, what's his name? Vincent. Vincent, Vincent thank you. I said Gabriel Davis, like the fucking wide receiver. Yeah. Gabriel Vincent and Caleb Martin played phenomenal the whole series. Well, Caleb Martin was the MVP last night. Caleb Martin's yeah. the only reason why they won. But Caleb Martin played great the whole series. Like every time he came in, always hit threes, always played good defense. Undrafted free agent. Bingo. Yeah. And then, you know, why, and then great it, was, story. it was just gifted to the name player on, on Miami, Jimmy Butler. And I was like, wow, that was that was a, that was a wrong decision there. Yeah, that's well, kind of rotten. They gave I it mean, to the Golden Boy or whatever, but you kind of knew that was coming. It's it's a little bit of bullshit, but um. Neither here nor there. Let's all right. So where do we start? Because the last time we were on this show, they were down three. How do you come? They out? were down three zero, and they won game that four. game on right. last Tuesday night. Yes, on they won game four three, and we, and, and we were pissed. We were like, why are they even bothering right now? Yes, because we all knew that there was no chance in hell. There was a zero percent chance that the Miami Heat were going to lose four straight. It wasn't going to happen. Right. There was no not to that Celtics team in the way they were playing. Absolutely not. No, nope. and Jalen Brown. Oh, don't let us get one. Oh, why, Jalen? Hey, you know what, Jalen? Actually, we're going to let you get three. How's that? Jaylen. We'll let you get three, and then you're going to fucking blow it anyway because you're going to fucking turn the ball over like your last name's Romo what in a have, big spot, and it's just... Do you have nine turnovers yesterday? Eight or nine? Who, just Brown? Just Jalen. Jalen. Yeah, he was up It was eight there. or nine. It was, it was, it was close it to double was digits. I think the more bad. impressive number is the 0 for 10 start from three. You know what I mean? As soon as they miss like their fifth three pointer in a row, and we didn't score more than eleven points for like eight minutes, I'm like, we're fucked. They were we, I, we were I at eleven told. for like eight they minutes or only, something. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? They're strictly a talent only team. Like they, they they don't like Charles Barkley said it best after the game and at halftime. Says they play stupid, they play ignorant, and they rely upon their talent to beat teams, and it's not enough. Right. Well, what did what did Charlie what did Chuck say? Uh, it was a game four or five. I can't remember which one it was. Probably six. I know. I think it was no, game. no, no. It was game four or five because I didn't get to watch all. The, I was at work for game six, so I didn't get to watch it. But it was game four or five, and at halftime, Chuck was like, "Well, you know," he goes, "They're a front running team, and they're out in front, so everything's going well. So I expect them to hold on." This is at the half, and he nailed it. Mm-hmm. He, the, the Celtics are absolutely. Uh, they are a front runners team. That when things are going good. And, and and things are you know everybody's happy and healthy and everything's working. They're a great. They're almost unstoppable because you're because like you said, they have an immense amount of talent mm-hmm. on paper. That's the one of the best teams in the league. When things at the, the first at the first sign of adversity, it's like they turn the gun on themselves and they're yep. just like, we don't want to be here. That's exactly what they do. You know, they're they're like a they're like a they're like a mass shooter. You know, like like as soon as a teacher throws a dry eraser at them, they're just they're like, oh, time to die, ah! and they put the gun in their mouth and kill themselves. Like, it's it's that same like weak ass mentality, mad and weak, mad weak. I don't Came out flat last night, no energy really at all. How because. Like, well, let's let and let's talk about why they came out with no energy. I think they kind of took it a little bit for granted. They came out just thinking like. I know everybody's saying, like, oh, no one's ever done it before. No one's ever come down 0-3 and done it. It's all 0 to 150 or whatever. But I think the Celtics thought because it was at home that they had this, like, just slight natural advantage that just never 
really fucking came through. So like, did you listen to Al Horford after the game last, last night? No. No, I went to fucking bed. I- Al Horford <laughs> after the game Paul said, had a Paul had a pretty rough like 48 hours <laughs> sleep-wise. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. Sleep-wise. Not anything else. He just, he got out of work. It was like a work thing and then he did, he was, you know, he had brunch plans life. in Newport and life and yeah. he just, the man hasn't, the man didn't really sleep for about 48 hours. So. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Al Horford after the game said, we thought we had them, and we thought they were kind of going to, like, essentially, we thought they were going to kind of give up. Give up, right. Coming here, losing three straight, and us being at home, they, they came out aggressive, and they weren't expecting that. Like, that kind of, like, that was like a punch in the face to me, to, to read that from, from actual NBA athletes saying, we thought they were going to give up. Right, well, kind of like they did in Game Two, yes. because they know what it feels like. Three, hoping, Game Three, Game Three, and they were when they that. when the Celtics just quit. Yep, when they was like it was almost like they were trying to get Joe yeah. Mazzulla fired before they before the plane left Miami. Yep, they quit in the third quarter after the half. They were like, "Fuck this!" That was when Miami beat them by like what twenty five or something like that. Yeah, they blew them out. Retarded. I don't even know what it was. Blew them out. But so to that point, you're and you're absolutely right. If you listen to Jimmy Butler. And Eric Spolstra, and you understand the culture that the Heat have built underneath Pat Riley in Miami. If you listen to that post game presser after Game Six, because everybody knew that. Listen, the Celtics got lucky in Game Six. Mm-hmm. Okay, first of all, why the fuck is Marcus Smart taking the last shot of the game? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, okay, all there's, the time. There's, all the time. There's idiot decision number one by Joe Mazzulla. Uh Second of all, you got lucky as shit that Derek White, of all fucking people, who also seemingly the only guy who showed up in Game 7. Derek, uh, Derek White was our only saving grace yeah. in most of that game. You know what? Because Derek White's hustle, if we dismantle the team, I actually kind of hope we keep him. He's got some hot. I, w- I hope to God we don't lose White. There's only two no, guys. I, I like, I like Derek only- White's game. I mean, he's yeah. one of those scrappy guys. You know who he reminds me of for, for you guys? He reminds me of like the next coming of Eddie House. Like That's just fine. Yeah. just a guy that like he's just he's out there he's he's not gonna get a ton of minutes but when he does he's gonna put every he puts maximum effort in every minute he's on the floor because he doesn't know when the next minute he's gonna get might be. I want two players gone from this team, and I've said it all along. And that is who is it? You don't really don't know. I forget Jalen Brown. Marcus Smart immediately. Okay, that 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 dude. Because I do too. I, I just I'm all done with Marcus Smart. We agreed on that. Like yeah, we like written that long time ago. Yeah, we, Marcus, you, mean, you mean dyeing your hair green doesn't automatically win you a game seven? In if the he's a defensive guy and he's not providing you defense, what is your purpose? It, nothing. And he's and, and, and when he he's does, a final shot guy. He's like, give me the ball. It's like no, no one guards you because you fucking suck. Yeah, and he's reckless, dude. Does dumb shit to caught like when he checked back into Lowry and shit and caused that foul and all that at like mm-hmm. a pretty important fucking time. It's like, dude, you gotta play smart. Dude. Listen, everything was literally everything just <laughs> it, it started no off pun. going Miami's way. The Celtics put their head their tail between their legs. Big time. And they tucked and run. Big time. And, Every single time. But the to my point was is that there is a culture in Miami that they have built underneath Pat Riley. And that, if you listen to that post-game presser after game six, between Jimmy Butler and Spolstra and everything else, there was a, a they, you, un, you, you could just tell that they understood, all right, we're ready for game seven. We're already ready for game seven. We knew this was a possibility, and we're ready for it. Where the Celtics, they were like, we're going home, game seven. We just won three straight. This shit is ours. 
It's ours. It was like it was like the Celtics' birthright mm-hmm. to go home and win Game Seven. They just assumed by showing up they were going to win it. It is because they are the and I've said this time and time and time and time again about this group of Celtics. This is the softest, most mentally weak generation of athletes we've ever seen, and the Celtics epitomize that. They have like multiple softies on their team. Yeah, they, they do. Led by softies, don't even get and, and being I'm gonna, led by Tatum. I, I, I'm listen, sorry, but Tatum's I, I fucking soft. I don't ever, Tatum is ever, soft. ever want to hear Jason Tatum and the word elite in the same sentence again. Uh, I uh, no, no, no. I, everybody kept telling me after the 50-point, 51-point game and game seven against the Sixers, put some respect on his name. Fuck you. I will never put some respect on Jason Tatum's name. I, that dude is soft as mm. baby shit. He is the most overrated player in the league. I've been saying it for the last four fucking years, and you're finally seeing what I'm saying. That man had zero field goal attempts in the fourth quarter in the first three games of this finals. I was going to say in multiple games. Well, yeah. multiple games, yeah. I'm not and what did he do? He, wait, scored, wait, wait, he wait. scored 14 points last night yeah. in a game seven. Yeah, he barely played, 14. Though. He barely played because, they. well, he got injured. He got injured. That's fine. But, and you know what? You know, I'm not counting that. Because I don't even want to hear about injuries. I don't you know why? Hear injuries. Because I watched Isaiah Thomas in Game Five of the '88 Finals Same score thing. 25 fucking points on wait, a broken leg. Wait, wait, wait. To say in that, one quarter to say that you're blaming everything on Tatum from last night's game is I would not go that far. How he's your he's he's the best player in the league as far as Boston fans if, are concerned. If he really got hurt, which I don't think he really did. I think he finds excuses when games are on the line and he kind of like cowers out. I fully agree on that. Kobe Bryant is rolling in his grave. I right now. fully, yeah. The whole thing with him texting Kobe Bryant like last year, and he posted that, like all that shit was annoying. I completely agree. I do not think that the team with him, like Jalen Brown with him, like stokes that fire of being soft. I think if you gave him someone like a Dame, like keep going back to Dame, and I'm sorry, I'm not going to get off this horse. If you bring a Dame on, Dame's like, you can't act like that, man. Like I'm 33, I've been in this league longer than you. You got to fucking toughen up. Like every single time last night and for every game this entire playoff series, anytime the Celtics didn't get a call or a call was called against them, it was the most egregious call that they've ever heard at that moment. Every single time, always oh, arms up in the air. I'm sick absolutely. of seeing that. Yeah. Absolutely, dude. If you don't hear the, the whistle, crying and the don't whining, look. yes, stop. Don't it's stop just, playing. It's look and at again. Gabriel, Gabriel Vincent last night. Gabriel Vincent got fouled a bunch of times. Got up, kept running with the court. Didn't complain. Well, he might have complained a couple times, but like most of the time, listen, did you're not allowed complain. to like bark at the ref and be like, Sometimes, "Dude, what the fuck?" Not every but you can't time. stop and be like, "Oh my god, I got da, 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 da. that's and that's my problem with this generation of players." And that's why I'll never put anybody like Steph Curry as good as he is, as great as he is. He'll never be in my top five because he plays in this generation of soft ass crybaby bitches. Like I said, I watched Isaiah Thomas. I mean, not watched in person. I was three years old, yeah. but I was there at the time. You know, I'm sure my dad would probably had me on his lap while we were watching that game in game five of the 88 finals when he broke his ankle and then went on to score 25 points in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Not the game, the third quarter. I mean, he's driving to the hoop, landing on one leg and falling into the crowd because he can't stop himself because he doesn't have two legs to stop himself on. That was a different level of fucking toughness. That was a different level. This generation, baby shit soft. Hmm. Joey Fats Radio, row one, seat one. Yo. Set him down. Can I get a bean can I get a bean town sandwich with some extra salt? <laughs> I like it. Open it up with a good one liner. Nice job, Durant. What's going on, boys? Nah, the chill, bro. It's good. 
Same you know, uh, you got two. You got you got two Celtics fans not thrilled. You got me who is not. I'm not thrilled it went to seven, but I'm glad I was dead ass right again. Yeah, but we were right too. You did predict that they would All lose. All three of but, us predicted they were going to lose. <laughs> but eventually. I mean, I was right, too. I mean, I predicted that the Celtics were building up the fan base for a huge downfall. Yeah, we fucking said that last Tuesday. We were, I was on air being like, fuck, they made another three. I want them just to get swept. Dude, they went on like a I mean, listen, it, it's not even yeah, just, like, uh, you know, be a so-called hater. It's just, uh, you know, calling it how I see it. No, I mean, I they've am, been unimpressive all playoffs. They I'm, struggled I'm, with the Hawks. They struggled with Philly. Yep. And, uh... They struggled with the eight seed. It's just what it is. Yeah. Yeah, they did. I mean, people forget they struggled against Ice Trey and the Hawks. Struggled. That series should have been over in four, according to all the green teamers. And I heard how you feel about Tatum, Drew. Um, That's honestly how I felt about Jalen Brown. I've been saying this about Jalen Brown the last four years. And... uh, yeah, I'm not a Jalen Brown. Yeah. But the thing I, I, don't, but the th- thing I is, don't think Brown and Tatum are both Supermax dudes. I don't. I hope we don't pay. No, no but money but the thing well. is, Jalen Brown. While while Jalen Brown is a good young talent, he's not the one that's been handpicked to be the guy. Tatum's been handpicked to be the guy. Tatum's the Tatum's the leader of that team. That's yeah, the, he's and the number I guess one. I'm a little more easy on Tatum. I'll I'll give him the benefit, you know, with the rolled ankle. I know, Same way I gave you know your boy Russell Wilson the benefit two years ago. With the injury in Seattle, well, he yeah, had a bad he broke, year. He broke his I gave him the fucking benefit finger on that. Like as a quarterback, that's different. A rolled ankle happens. How many times did we roll our ankles in fucking DY double and we weren't allowed to come out of the game? I oh, no, I hear you, man. I Listen, mean, you know, LeBron's been nursing an ankle for uh, weeks and, and months. Well, and, uh, I'm glad he you went out with a 40, 10, and 9 game. I'm glad and I'm, years old. and I'm glad you brought that up because Celtics fans were all over LeBron when the news came out after they got swept after the game four that he'd been playing with this Achilles injury, which I knew about the whole time. I knew I knew this from like two months ago, three months ago when no, it no, happened, or four I months ago, sure. whatever it was, however long ago it was. I knew about it the entire time. Celtics fans were obviously just hearing about it for the first time because they don't pay attention to anything outside of, unless you know Jason Tatum, the god. So they don't pay attention. But I knew about it the whole time, and they were killing LeBron for it. Oh yeah, of course the Lakers get swept. Of course LeBron's got a tour. Yeah, of course LeBron's got an injury. Of course he does. I don't. Uh, and I'm like. No, I, I, I'm but, like he's had this injury for months now, and he's been playing through yeah, it. Well, like they like wanted, said, they wanted to end his yeah. season with surgery, and he was like, no. And then they found a way to treat it and and heal it while he was still able to play on limited time and rest, right. which is why he didn't play a lot. And he goes out with forty, ten, and nine, not no fourteen points. That's elite. An elite player goes out with a forty point, almost triple double. Crybaby ass. Soft, th- this generation wannabe superstars go out with 14 points in a game seven. I think, I, I think I'm more right with my view. I just gave right before Durant came on the call where he needs someone more mature on the team than him. You don't need someone better than him. I think Tatum can do it. I think Tatum has all the tools to be that guy. But again, he's. Being a bitch about it a lot of the times, I, like I said, he's he's asking for the call too much. He's whining too much, and maybe it's the guys you're putting around him. That's why this offseason, I'm sorry, I'm not. Yeah, giving but what Jaylen about Brown the coaching? I, th- I think the coaching does play a factor here. You I, know, what if the coach is coming in with his game plan? You know, and the and the players are just doing it. You know what I mean? I, like I don't similar, think doing similar that. to like when McDaniel's came into to Vegas yeah, with the Raiders. You know, like he came in. And it's it's his way or no way. No no changes at the line of scrimmage, nothing. 
Like, um, what if that's the case? Well, it might be the case, and, and then, like, you know, you're going to hear 4,000 rumors because we live in the Boston area of, like, everything that went wrong this season, and I do not want to hear... Like, I'm upset about E-May still. I, I don't care that he had sex with somebody else's wife. I don't care. That's a personal problem between not you my guys. Business. He's coaching the team. They had consensual sex. Whatever. He's going to lose his wife. I don't really fucking care. That should not affect his job. That's just me personally. I think Joe Missoula being a rookie coach, yes, that's an effect, but I also don't want to blame Joe Missoula for all the problems you saw... During the playoffs, like yeah, he didn't call timeout sometimes. What the fuck was the problem every other time? How about yesterday? What about Jalen Brown forgetting to dribble every year? Every year in the playoffs, Jalen Brown forgets how yeah, to dribble. Yeah, that's the and hot he, take he, right now. And he's Jaylen a turnover Brown's machine. Going to get a quarter of a billion dollars, and he still needs to learn how to dribble. Yeah, in the playoffs only, and that goes to show that it's a, he's mentally weak. When when the lights are bright, I think the stage was way too bright for that team yesterday. You had all all these, all these people showing it's up. All the you time. had the old Celtics team showing up. Oh yeah, you had the, you had them. you had you had Johnny Damon and the 4 Red Sox in the stands. Why the fuck trying to channel that energy? Like, first of all, yeah, any, yeah. I don't think it was so much them taking it for Trina. granted. He's like, know, I, I think the stage was just too bright. Dude, fuck you. Well, He's I think like I think fan. that's I think that's what that means though, Durant. I think you know, it's, I think that's two sides of the same coin. When the lights are too bright and they took it for granted, like, hey, we just got to show up and we're gonna win this thing because. We're the Celtics. We're at home. It's Game Seven. We got the 4 Red Sox in the building. We got Paul Pierce in the building. And, KG, and we got all these people. We're channeling all this energy and all these great Boston comebacks. I wouldn't have been surprised if fucking Edelman was in there or something like that. No, 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 he was tweeting about it though. Yeah, oh, and, Bob Kraft was there, wasn't he? Oh yeah, Bob, yeah. Bob Kraft was there. Was You're right. You know, trying to channel 28 to three and all that shit. No, fuck you, dude. Like, first of all, the 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 O four Red Sox were an elite team. Elite in every and sense guys of the word. Dogs. Those were gamers, and yes. those dudes did not know the definition of how Mike to lose. Lowe? Was Mike Lowell on that team? No, Lowell wasn't there yet. Mike Lowell was. That was, Lowell uh, was Mike 07. Lowell was 2007. Oh yeah, he was a bad motherfucker. No, it was Kevin uh, Millar. Kevin Millar. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Bill Miller. Derek Lowe, who threw fucking shutout games. D'Lo. When, when you needed him to. You had D'Lo, Wakefield, Pedro, Schilling. All right. Anyway, we can go through the 04 Reds. But anyway, like, we'll do that another day. But my point is. To like say like oh we're the 04 Red Sox we're coming back from down 03. No, you're not. You're a bunch of soft ass pussies who have no business. You had no business winning Game Six. It shouldn't even be here right now. They don't. Have- you got lucky in Game Six. The Miami Heat knew it. Everybody in the world knew it except the guys in the Celtics locker room. And then they came home and just thought it was their birthright because they got back to game. They got it to game seven that they're going to we're going to win four straight. They don't have that vengeful attitude either when you're up 20 and just put the foot on the other person's throat and just crush their nope. neck. They, they don't won't have do it. At all, they let dude. the guys coast back to almost, yep. almost like almost they, they all the way back. Twenty point leads, and they bring it right back. Yeah, to four or five. So I guess I guess something came out that uh, the Hawks are the favorites to lane Jalen Brown. I guess right Good. now. See you later, bro. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. What are we getting back? So if you're gonna do a Trey Young swap or something along those lines, I mean, I think that's a much better fit. Well, I think I would love Trey Young in this team. Trey Young's a dog. I would have Ice Trey for Jalen Brown. I'd do that in a heartbeat. Yeah, but they're not going to do that. No, I don't know. It might have to be blocked. It might have to be. Well, I mean, it's not going to be straight up. No, no, I know. I'm just saying the core pieces of that trade, if you're going to trade Jalen Brown for Trey Young, yeah, that immediately makes the Celtics a better team. I'm going to throw this out at Durant. We're going to have to give up. Yeah, you're gonna have to give up a bunch. Picks and shit, whatever, Durant, whatever they ca- do. Fuck them picks. There fuck was a uh, there was a Sports Illustrated. I don't know who this fucking guy is. I don't don't ask me to remember his name because I don't. Sports Illustrated guy threw out a trade today. He said 
if I'm the Celtics and I'm the Memphis Grizzlies, I start talking today, and this trade makes sense to me, and with the other league circles that I've talked to, would you, shut just shut the fuck up and let me finish it. <laughs> If would you trade to uh, to make both scenarios better for each player, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and picks for John Morant and like a fucking bench player? Would that make sense to give them both new new places to kind of like rebrand themselves? Like John Morant, obviously bad image going on. Great player, phenomenal athlete, just not right in the head off the field. Can't fucking keep his keep his shit together. Yeah, and I don't Jaylen, want John Morant nowhere near my team. That's just me personally. Well, no, I'm saying like, but like, you're the basketball guy. Like, like, like you live and breathe basketball. Like, I'm. A, I'm so if we're a, just talking talent perspective. You're yeah, saying. I mean, like, talent perspective makes all the sense in the world. But I, I'm, I'm with you. Yes, sure, yes. John Morant, he plays a little wild to me. Again, I know the guy relies on talent. But, He'd yes, fit right but, in. He's yeah, just not I mean, right you, in the you fucking upgrade head. At, you know, talent wise, for sure. Hey, but do that if trade. It, if uh, if he gets Tatum to stop waving a gun around after practice, maybe I like him. But then you Tatum, question the fit. You know, is, is is John Moran a true point guard? Is he is he a two guard? Yeah, he's it, like it, a tweener. I don't know. Is I, he I gonna be able to keep himself on the fucking court? I don't know why he was Kermit the Frog, by the way. You get Trey Young, and you have a facilitator, and you know, right. Tatum can play that two guard, small forward. You know, right. whatever, mm-hmm. and he doesn't come with the off court. Whatever bullshit. fits, depending on who you keep, who you, who stays, who goes. You know, I don't know. I still want Dame. Dame's my number one priority. I love Dame. I don't care. Everybody loves Dame. Everybody loves Dame. Everybody well, should want Dame. He's available too. Everybody should want Dame. I mean, that guy's a fucking dog. I would dead ass trade from like I, I wouldn't I wouldn't up, I wouldn't be upset. Yeah, he's probably top five point guard still. No question. What's that? Right now. Yeah, but the only thing that pisses people off about Dame, yeah, about a, if you're a Boston fan, right is that you have to basically give up. You're giving up years of age, and I'm like, but I don't care. I don't have years to play with. Like, if I have Tatum and Jalen, I've seen the same ending five years in a row, four years, five years in a row. Mm. I know how it's going to end. I've seen the script. He, they get to the Eastern Conference Finals or like just before it, and they yeah, lose. I mean, listen, getting through the, the the East is weak as shit. Getting through it is not the hard part. Okay, I mean, and honestly. With the fact the fact that the, the Sixers signed Nick Nurse to be their next head coach, I think that absolutely fucked the Celtics today. Because mm-hmm. by Jalen uh, by Jason Tatum dropping fifty one in game seven against the Sixers mm-hmm. and beating them, if if the if you flip the script in that and the Sixers go on to win that, and the and the Celtics get Nick Nurse, now yeah. we're talking about that's to me, that's a that's now that's a finals ready team. I don't think coaching is a problem. I I'm, do. Missoula Missoula is a terrible coach. Probably horrible coach. But is he? Meekrad Joe had no business problem. being in that in that position. But is any like they they've got this will be the four, if they get they could still get rid of Joe now they could still get rid of. But him. for who? Exactly. But they're going to go through four coaches in four years. Right. But if Nick Nurse is the guy, if that's the answer to your problems, I'm all for it. Watch them bring back fucking Doc, and I'll be pissed. I would die laughing. Me too. I would die laughing. I hope they do. Honestly, yeah. um, I feel like Trey Young would be huge, huge for that team. And if they don't have to give up too much, if you could just substitute Jalen Brown and you know something else light for Trey Young, I think that's that's a great move for Boston. And then I instantly put up the video. Fuck Trey Young, people from New York. Because then he's the clear cut point guard. You're not gonna have Marcus Smart bringing up the ball. He can play like oh. a you know kind of like a four position, like Draymond Any, Green plays. Anything to get rid of defense, Marcus which Smart is what too. He's known for. 
please get rid of Marcus Smart. Please, for the love of God. I'm sick of that dude taking the final shot. Even if nobody asks him to, he's like, I got it, coach. And he just shoots up the ball, and he always misses. I'm just so sick of that dude. Even though Yeah, but I think if you put him at the four and you put him in the paint, you know, no, he's not going to be out there shooting the three if you have two guards. If no. you run Trey Young and Durant. Derek White or you, Trey Young and Do you Adam watch Wald. enough Celtics games? Fucking Marcus Smart will take the shot regardless of what's drawn up for him. Derek White threw the ball into Marcus Smart, and he ran baseline. It doesn't matter. Marcus Smart was like, I'm fucking shooting oh, this I ball. Know. I don't I know. It shit. was the Philly game that he didn't get it off in time. Yes. It was the Philly game. I remember it's that one, constant, too. Same thing. Constant, constant, constant. And I guarantee you they are not drawing up plays for Marcus Smart because he misses Nobody 87% draws up plays of the Marcus time. Smart. Nobody. I can't stand it. He takes the shot. He's like, he's like, he is the the, the comedic guy. He's like, oh, oh, coach, give me the ball, give me the ball. Gets it, ha ha, and shoots the ball immediately, and he misses all the time. Make it rain. Get... Yes, that's him. Oh, I, I, mean, I can't. I mean, in fairness, I mean, do you trust Jalen Brown and Tatum that much more? Tatum, yes. Jalen, no. Jalen, I've soured. I soured on Jalen last year. I would trust Jalen. Yeah, way more than Smart. No, he said, you said, would you trust either of those guys more? I said, Tatum, yeah, yes. to Jay- take the last shot? Yeah, Jalen, who the fuck knows? You Tatum saw it yesterday. To take the last shot, absolutely. Jalen Brown was awful from three. Yeah. He was, but I'm not oh, saying, oh, I'm not saying from necessarily from three. I'm just saying, you know, well, that's generally the a, shot. a last shot in general. Because this team will refuse to go drive to the paint. I know. I, I, I don't understand it. The great, the bad, the, look, you, you look at how Miami beat. The Celtics, they played inside out. Like they, they, they hit their threes when they were they were selective about their threes, but bam and, and they and then they drove the basket, Jimmy with his mid range jumpers. Like that was what killed the Celtics the first three games. Well, I think Miami's perimeter D was pretty damn good last night too, because if you looked, you had a Miami hand almost great defense last that night. That perimeter great D was defense. like fired. Right. It was a hand coming up okay. every fucking you know, time. You know, what they are, you know, Miami didn't play that good, but defense doesn't get enough recognition. You guys are absolutely right. You're He's right. And you know what? Forcing up bad shots. We should we shouldn't just sit here and shit on the Celtics for being piss poor offensively and, and which, Jason Tatum yeah. only which scoring not the, you know only scoring only scoring 14 in. points. But what we should do is credit the Miami Heat and their defense Fuck and yeah. because that's been their mantra was like they're like the 04 Pistons in a way where they're like let's win it the ugly way. Yeah. Adebayo was probably 3 to 6 inches with his hand from the ball anytime anybody was shooting last night. The guy was fucking all over the place. Right. I'm like, Jesus and their Christ. formula works and their players and their players fit. You know, you got Jimmy, right. you know, he's the head of the snake. Yeah. They had a lot of nice passes They're inside. Not a bio. The you know, shit. he plays his position I mean, down low. And you got I'm all hoping, these other guards shooting I'm hoping, threes. I'm hoping for an entertaining today. finals. I really am. I, I hope the I hope the finals are fun. Fuck that. But I I just I honestly think it's gonna be like Denver in five. I hope Denver. Denver matched up extremely well against them. I hope Denver I'm, beats I'm re- by I'm, fifty. Every I'm gonna night. be honest. I'm really giving Miami a chance at this, man. I I hope you're right, dude. Honestly, I would love to see. I'm giving them a chance. Listen, I'm rooting. I'm rooting for the Nuggies because the, honestly, I think it. I think the world will be a better place if the Denver Nuggets have a have an NBA title. I think. You know, when you go back to the Carmelo days, the Danny English days, you know, what I mean? like this team has been around for a long time and they've never really been able to put it together. They've never they made it this great, they had some great teams, but they've never been able to get there. I think the world will be a better place if the Nuggets win a win a win a, uh, I was gonna say a World Series, a world title, uh, an NBA title, because they have the best player in the league. OK, all that bullshit about. 
you know, uh, you know, uh, Embiid winning the MVP, which yeah, we all know right. was the biggest fucking farce of all time. Yeah. You know, it should have been the Joker three times in a row. Which again, I get it. If you didn't give it, to the, if you're not going to give it to LeBron three times in a row, you kind of can't give it to Joker three times in a row. If you didn't give it to Michael three times in a row, you probably can't this give it to him three times in a row. But I get it. But the world will be a better place if the Nuggets have a title. That being said. If this Heat team is able to do the impossible and and somehow, some way, manage to beat the Nuggets, I think this goes down as the greatest Cinderella story in the history of sports. I think I think the Nuggets have to stick to their game and use their size. If they get into a three point contest with the Heat, that's where I'm giving the Heat a chance, a strong chance. I normally I would agree with you, but when. Jokic is a, is a seven footer and he can shoot the lights out from three and Jamal Murray has been lights out and everybody on that team has been lights out from three. I mean, let's be honest. They beat the Lakers from behind the arc. The The yes. reason why the and Lakers. I, and I do want to talk about the Lakers for a second before I do leave. Yeah, well, but they beat the Lakers from behind the arc. That's where they did their damage from. Right. But Miami can turn yeah. it on from the arc, too. With like sure, they can. Fucking Lowry and shit. Dude, Lowry but, fucking hit shots. I'm like, no but way. But who do you have more? But who do you have more confidence in being more consistent over a seven game series? Denver. Of course. So Denver. after I, what but, I watched, and I think, joking. and I think that's the beauty of the Nuggets is that they can play like like you know they say styles make fights. I think the Nuggets can play any style. They can beat you from inside out. They can beat you from outside in. You know what I mean? Like they could beat the Warriors in a three point contest, or they could beat the and the, or they beat the Lakers working outside in. Right. You know what I mean? Anthony Davis putting up forty point games didn't matter. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially uh, Michael Porter Jr. There, I think he's like six eleven, whacking threes, man. That's what I'm saying. The Nuggies, the the Nuggies are yeah. they're a wagon, dude. Yeah. That's a LeBron said it. I think of all the players remaining, I think Jimmy Butler is the most locked-in player with the most experience. No. Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Of I wouldn't all say he's the, the most players remaining, nope. I, I think he is the in. most locked in. Oh, he's definitely locked in. Because oh, no, the most out of all the guys remaining? Yeah. I would say Jokic is more locked in than him. I mean, maybe, but... We've, I mean, we've seen him kind of disappear in that Lakers series, Honestly, too. Have some, have some tough games. Listen, Once we figured out how to defend him, um, he had his moments where he struggled. So I have my, I mean, you know, I mean honestly, everyone struggles at times. Uh, honestly, on, but, Durant, I think the, the guy who's most locked in right now, I think it's Jamal Murray. I, he's healthy. I he's think he's back. Just happy, he think he's just happy to be there. And he's, yeah, he's playing Jimmy loose Ball and free. different, man. He didn't yeah, even want to hold the Eastern Conference trophy. He wants, he wants the real one. He's listen, different. I get that's, it. That's I love. Kobe. Listen, I, I love yeah. Jimmy Butler. I think he's more locked in than than any of them. You might be but, right. I hope you're right, and I would love to see this go down to seven. But I think Denver's more talented. I'm gonna stick with it, but I, I'm giving Miami a strong chance at this finals, man. Dude, I honestly, Durant, I I, I, I hope you're right. I just want to be entertained. I think it's going six or seven games. I don't think it's going to be no five games. Paul's, Paul's holding up his four fingers. He thinks it's going four. Denver and four. <laughs> I said Denver and three. I mean, I watched Jokic when he did triple doubles, like multiple games against AD and LeBron. The Heat beat the shitty ass Celtics. Like, I think it's going to be a fucking, it's going to be a fucking bloodbath, absolute fucking annihilation. Yeah. So, I, so about the Lakers, I saw a little rumor today, um, possibly doing Rui and Austin Reese for Clay Thompson. How would you feel about that, Joe? No. No. 
No, I want. I don't think I, so. Clay's I, not the same after the nope, injury. I don't want anything to do with Clay Thompson right now, unless he's a free agent it, and all it costs you know, is money. If you could add that kind of three-point sniping with a LeBron and AD, it could be very dangerous. Yeah, I'd rather go get Trey Young then. No, I agree. I think I think we oh. should get more of a point guard. Is that a sure. stinky boy? Someone who can facilitate the LeBron. Yeah, you know, LeBron shouldn't be facilitating. You know, for a full game. Nope. Uh, I think they need. I, I, honestly, and, I think um, they need to keep. I think they need to keep Reeves. They got to keep this team intact. Get rid of D'Lo and replace him with Kyrie, and you are the favorites yeah, to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, D'Lo averaged seven points you're the, you're a game. The, I was just saying, you're the uh, favorites to win the Super Bowl. You have, to, you have to upgrade the guard play a little bit. Well, that's the thing. I mean, he killed us. He killed us. D'Lo did, and I love D'Lo. I always did. I wanted him to be a Laker great. It's tough because he played great up until that series. He really, I mean, yeah, he really did. He was, he was just in the Western Conference Final. He was non-existent. He not only that, he just got he just looked a little small. He was getting picked on bad defensively. Yeah. So and you know and he wasn't answering on the offensive listen, side. Listen, if be we, one thing if he was answering, but if we have to run it back with this same squad next year, I'm not gonna be like immensely disappointed in it, but they're gonna need to add some serious depth. I don't know. Yeah, I, because I they're gonna like have they to add some role players. They're gonna have to add a three point shooter. Because, like and you it's said, dude. Unfortunate for him, but but yeah, if, I think right now D'Lo's the weak chain, weak link in the chain, and you know there's some guy Kyrie Irving who let's let's be real, the only man to ever hold Kyrie Irving down was LeBron James. Yeah, and like I think if that, if I you reunite those two that, in uh, L.A., yeah, Kyrie, Kyrie, I think averaged. Uh, like fifteen points uh, per game in the four in the four, uh, in the fourth quarters, I believe. Well, in fourth quarters, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, Kyrie's a beast, dude. Like we all know what Kyrie's capable of. The problem is with Kyrie is can you keep his head on his shoulders? You know, like can you keep him? Can you keep him pointed in the straight? You know, in, on the on the can you keep him on the uh, the straight and narrow yeah. for an entire season? Yeah. But I think LeBron's the, the only guy that can do that. You know, Kyrie, Bron, and AD with all those other pieces sprinkled in. That's enough to win a title. Absolutely, it is. They're not only enough to win a title. That's the favorite to win the title. But I think you're looking at you know this this Nuggets team that's homegrown, that's organically grown. You're looking at them going, okay, shit. Like we got a team in the West now that like we got to match up to. We got a gun for, because I think Denver's here to stay for a couple of years. You know, yeah. barring some unforeseen injuries or some bullshit, yeah, I don't think I the mean, Nuggets are going anywhere. Threes. We got to be able to shoot some threes. We need some three point specialists. Yeah. That's 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 my honest opinion. Yeah, Everything they do. They need good. they need some outside shooting, which I think you. I, so you keep Austin Reeves because he can do that, right? And then you either got to go get Trey Young or 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 uh, or, or Kyrie Irving. I mean, you, you, something's got to give. You have to go get one of the two. But you got to keep Austin Reeves, and I think you got to keep Rui. Rui was such an underrated. I mean, we laughed literally. Paul, Paul, and I were at lunch when the Lakers traded for Rui. We we're like, "Who? Who the fuck?" And then we watch, and I started watching. I'm like, uh, "All right, I mean, okay." And he fit into that role so quick and so well. You got to keep him. Yeah. So no, uh, as far as Clay Thompson's concerned, I agree. And I think Darvin Ham, you know, set. did a pretty good job, you know. I mean, the lineups weren't always perfect at times, but I think he did a pretty damn good job. Yeah, you know, listen, I'm fine coach, players coach for, I'm you know, fine with player. I'm fine with Ham sticking around um, for another year. I agree. 
But uh, um, yeah. Uh, so last thing before we let you off, Durant. Um, Jimmy G failed his physical. You could yeah, be. Yeah, that was probably why I missed the the press conference the day he was supposed you, to. You, you could be. You could be looking at going because of that, which is what I suspected based you, on. So you could be looking of, at going into opening day as Jared Stidham is your quarterback. Um, Damn, that's who they have for backup. Didn't you guys? No, you guys. Oh no, we got. Sorry, we got. Uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> who's the backup in Oakland? You messed me up there for a minute. I'm I like, thought it was Stidham. No, the Broncos got no, Stidham. No, we have kid. Brian Hoyer. Hoyer. Hoyer the destroyer. Oh, And we got the fourth round draft pick we drafted. Aiden. Aiden something. Just fuck it. Go with that kid. Baptize him by five big. You're in, kid. You know what I mean? Fuck it at it's this like, point. It's it's Marcus yeah. Tuiasa 2.0. Yeah. To get the top quarterback in the, in this year's draft, which I believe well, is Caleb a couple Presley? good ones. I don't know. My colleagues Yeah, I think like Caleb that, Williams but... from USC would probably be my guess. No, right? definitely the kid from USC, yeah. Yeah, Caleb Williams. Yeah. And then Bo Nixon might go to like third round or something, but we'll see if he gets up there. I and you, you never know. We'll find Just some. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll we'll find some fast riser on the draft boards before, uh, by the yeah. time the season starts. Yeah, like but Anthony Richardson. Paul's yeah. boy, loving him. But uh, all right, Durant. Thanks for the call, bud. We appreciate it. I'll uh, I'll probably be talking to you on Call of Duty shortly. Yeah, we're gonna set him down. Thanks for the call, boys. All right, Doc. Adios. Later. 774-992-8702. That's the phone number if you want to give us a call. Uh, we're talking Celtics Heat. We're talking Lakers. We're talking NBA. We're talking all things NBA right now. Um, to touch on that real quick during that phone call, though, I, I really do believe that the Philadelphia 76ers hiring Nick Nurse is a conference-altering hire because Nick Nurse, to me, was the best free agent coach available or was the best available coach. Okay, I mean, you're talking a guy who has a championship under his belt. Best free agent champ- coach, sure. Championship but. pedigree. I think he's a top five coach in the East right now. I, I see absolutely. I, I see nothing but good things coming for Philly by getting rid of Doc Rivers and bringing in Nick Nurse because we already saw what the team is capable of when they're playing well and when they're on top of the game. We know what Harden and, and we know he's probably going to be gone, gone. But we know it wouldn't be and we we it's Philly. They can bring in people what they mean can probably do. gone. He's definitely gone. Yeah, yeah. Right. But they, they can, can find somebody, I'm sure. Dude. But they can find somebody who's probably a little less of a choker. Um, you know, and uh, <laughs> Jesus, what a Talk they can find something, but you've got Embiid. You got one of the best players in the league. You got one of the best franchises in the league, and now you've got one of the best coaches in the league. I think that's a massive, massive win Fuck for it. Philadelphia. Just go up to Kyrie fans. at this point. Just burn that city to the ground. No, because here's I'm the thing. joking. Kyrie is he's Kyrie is nuclear waste, and the only guy yes. that's the only guy qualified to handle that is LeBron James. So unless how do you, all right, not I'm gonna sidetrack you for one second because this is important. Yeah, I need to know how you feel about LeBron James being LeBron James on social media right now. Immediately after losing that game, he's like, "Oh, I might retire." And then since then, he puts like Instagram stories up saying like, "Oh, uh, I'm always number one on everybody's list that I should be." No problem with that. And then he starts writing things like, "Oh, you're gonna miss me when I'm gone." Like that stuff kind of irks me. It's like, dude, shut the fuck up. He's Brett Favre in it. He's Brett Favre. He's it, totally dude. not going away. No, he's not going anywhere. No, of course not. He's not. He's not retiring. But how? Like, how I much mean, does, does this bug you? Just watching this, being like, just dude, just shut the fuck up. Listen, like, LeBron is not a true Laker. Okay, no, I, he's I, never going to be. I, I love him, but he's not a true Laker. He's not Kobe. He's not Magic. He's not Rambus. He's not Worthy. Shaq. He's not Shaq. He's not Kareem. He's not Havlicek. So he's he's barely fucking Rick Fox at this point. Oh, Jesus. I mean, like, 
Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Come well, on. Well, but- He's more than Rick Fox. Yes. You fucking the Laker fan are going to tell me he's the same. Right. Rick Fox and LeBron, same, same. He's like, Car- he's like Carl Malone. <laughs> That's even worse. I think what he means is Rick LeBron's Fox is not going to be most known for his time in L.A. No. when it's all said. No, exactly. he might be. No, he won't. No. Not even close. No. LeBron, how, many pri- he, how many years has he been there? Pri- LeBron will be most known Four for. Now? LeBron will oh. be known for. It's the bubble year. That was his first year, right? Cleveland and Miami. And mostly Cleveland because that's where he's from and because he went back to Cleveland and won it. Had he not gone back to Cleveland and won it, he'd and be known for Miami. in epic fucking fashion, yes. mind you, the sunglasses picture, you know what I mean? Like that whole shit. So, no, I don't think... No, LeBron will... Listen, he's got... They got to win another title for LeBron to even enter into that conversation uh, as being a Lakers ring of fame guy. Because right now, you got one title... And really, a shitload of disappointment to go with it. Fair. So, as far as LeBron is concerned, and, and me as a as a, I'm a LeBron fan, always have been, with the exception of the one year, the first year he went to the Heat, where I didn't, I rooted against him because it just rubbed me the wrong way the way they went about that whole fucking assembling of that team. Yeah, and it was, was whack. It wasn't even the fact that they assembled the team that they put those three guys together in Miami. It was the, you know, it was the not one, not two. No, it was the WWE style mm-hmm. fucking press conference and the arrogance and just kind of like the, oh, we're just going to show up and win. And then they got digged down by a better team in Dallas, which I thought was fantastic because you, you I wanted them to earn it. I didn't want it just to come that easy. I wanted them to have to fucking earn it. And then they did. And they won my respect the very next year. And then especially two years later when they beat the Spurs in game seven. I was like, okay, I'm all in. I'm all I'm all back on the LeBron train. Cool. Then he went to Cleveland, did his thing, and now, you know, he was back in my good graces, if you will. Not that LeBron gives a shit about my good graces. I mean shit, I wear a badge on my uniform, kinda, to go to work. So LeBron probably wants me dead. Uh but 100% whatever. I want you dead. Nonetheless. I he's not a real Laker until like he's gotta win another championship to be considered into that conversation. I'm sorry. Like it just you're not you're not that guy, pal. Like, you're a mercenary that came in, you won that one title, and I hate to kind of agree with Paul, but it was kind of like a weird fucking situation. And no. Like, no, I need to see more out of you. When I when like, we signed LeBron, it was like, okay, we got two titles. That's two titles right there. We're still sitting at one. Mm-hmm. The window's closing. I don't, I don't see... So... The, I, but the, I, I the LeBron on social media, all that shit, I've been hypercritical of him, you know, you con- have. congratulating himself on Instagram saying, listen, young king, you know, you're going to do great things and talking to himself in the third person. I'm like, man, get the fuck out of here, bro. Like you, you, you've played 18 games this year. Like, what are you fucking doing? Like, <laughs> seriously? Like this, I don't know if you know this or not, but this isn't Cleveland anymore. You can't do that shit and everybody just slob you off. This is L.A. We're the Lakers. You, we, do, we, do, we, do, we demand titles. We demand banners. Okay? We're chasing the Celtics. We need to get to 18 before they do and then start separating ourselves and build that gap so that we can be unequivocally number one. And you were brought here to do that. And so far, all you've done is brought us to even. And I'm kind of curious as to in like 20 years, who's go, like, what's the, like who's going to have more? Oh, I know <laughs> the it, answer. Give it 20 years. Like, ja. 
Jamarin. <laughs> yeah, in 20 years, he's going to have more time in prison. Well, you didn't, <laughs> you didn't ask what we're talking about. No, like, who's going to have more, Celtics or Lakers? Who's getting 18 first? Who, you know what I mean? Like, What if 20 years from now, we're at the exact same moment? Oh, that would suck, dude. And I then, would rather... And then you have a, you have a team like... Like Golden State, like they obviously they they surpass like um, Steph and everything like that. They have like a new batch of guys, and they're they're up to like fourteen, twenty. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And all of a sudden you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, that would suck because a I fucking hate fucking Golden State, and I saw Draymond Green's little whack ass fucking comment about I enjoyed watching the Celtics lose. You guys are rude, blah blah blah. And I'm like, yeah, go fuck yourself, dude. You want to talk about being rude, dude? Like, you're known for just being, like, a punk-ass motherfucker. Like, who are you talking about? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, whatever. I fucking hate Golden State. I would like to see that team kind of, like, you know, they're never getting rid of Curry. But, like, like Durant was saying, like, with, like, a, like a Clay Thompson trade of some sort, getting him out of dude, there. Dude, Clay Thompson's done. Fucking, if, if, if so Draymond Dr- goes somewhere well, Draymond's else, definitely out of there. Dra- Dra- yeah. well, Draymond's been paving his path to the Lakers Draymond, the whole fucking... Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Since, like, Mike, yeah, and you're February. calling him, dude, you are... Fuck Draymond Green now that I think about this, especially he's after a that. Oh. He's a simp-ass, my king, my sire. My uh, liege. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't you make it for your fucking punk bitch? You're yeah, a fucking he's stoolie, a, bro. You're a beta. He's a Gok Gok 3000 guy for LeBron. Oh, big time. <laughs> but listen. Gok Gok 3000. Yeah, he got a... Uh, I used to like him. I will say at one point I did like Draymond Green. He got a LeBron James tattoo yesterday. No, he didn't. <laughs> I just want to see your reaction. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm like, but all right, was, was he, like a Mount Rushmore last with like night, Jordan and other guys. Last too? night he sneaky called Boston fans racist. Did you did you see what he I said? That's what yeah. I'm saying. He's like a rude. He deserved like, yeah, it. Yeah, he's like he's like you know what you Boston fans do. It's like, dude, just say it. Just say you, you know what, we're all racist. At least, at least he didn't because you know who would have said it. At literally almost anybody God else. Damn, I'm fucking getting the whiff of it now. Holy yeah, shit! Yeah. What the ammonia? Yeah, he's like waving it around the whole time. Yeah, face fuel. White Rhino. No, wait, what is it? Yeah, what? Atomic Rhino. Atomic Rhino. <laughs> White Rhino. White Rhino. That'd be a great name for our stream of cocaine if we ever decided. <laughs> I it. think it already is. I don't think you're allowed to sell cocaine legally. Uh, well, you sure not. Well, Big Pharma can, but. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, they can. You know, they still use coca leaves to make Coca-Cola. Yeah, I know. It's but just they not use like cocaine. The, right. It's just the leaves. They atomic use. Rhino is the shit. If you don't have Atomic Rhino smelling salts, those things keep me going, dude. When I get like a hundred lap eye raising, and you know I'm under caution and I need to like a pick me up. All right, Joey, take it. Buy this. Take take your fandom. Amazon. Oh, uh, shit. Amazon, and then there's a place in um, Rent Them Outlets that has it. Oh. All right. Um. Take my fandom out. Take of it. your fandom out of it. Twenty years. Who has more titles? The Lakers. Okay, okay, why? 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 Because of all the reasons I've laid out ever since we started this conversation. The Lakers are the Lakers. They get who they want, when they want, and they go and they buy titles because they're not afraid to pay the luxury tax. Wait, they don't? They're not afraid to overpay and pay the luxury tax. They're not afraid to go out and say, fuck them picks. We're not going to build from the ground up. Dude, think about it. They've been doing it since Kareem. When Kareem was Lou Alcindor, okay? They did it with him. They did it with Shaq. They did it with Kobe. Kobe was drafted by the Sixers. They traded for him. 
Like yeah. they, this is not the, the Lakers. Just do what the Lakers want. I still can't believe that the Lakers really have that much like magnetism and like attractiveness to these it's players. LA, dude. When you literally pay like fifty percent of your LA. paycheck back to fucking California, like, the taxes right. are so fucking high. I would never want to play for fucking New York or California or Massachusetts. If I know fuck Boston too. Give me like Florida or like Houston or Zero. like or something. unless. Uh, rumor Shit, has it. Shit, give me um, Memphis, dude. Tennessee's like the best fucking state for fucking tax or Actually, or I saw it. And drunk white women everywhere. Yeah. I heard of, I heard of, uh, I, I actually talked <laughs> yeah. to a guy. Oh, no. I talked to a guy uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, and he's actually, he's building a house in Tennessee. Yeah. And it's like dirt cheap to do it, and the state taxes are fucking minimal. If you make $100,000 in Tennessee, you take home like 80-something thousand. Okay, but not many people make 100000 in Tennessee because the job market isn't there. But I'm just saying. There's an economic factor here that I could that I could go on about. But I could in today's day and age, you could fucking make $100,000 yes, on the internet. It's called e-commerce and shit like that. But the thing oh is, is I wouldn't. God. I don't think I would. <laughs> but, would but would you retire to Tennessee, though? Like No. Yeah, it's unless not. Unless I had, like, a massive fucking lake. Like, unless, like, farming, like, ranch life Dude, is your are shit. are you fucking, like, an Elvis impersonator, like, when you're 65 or something? Like, why would you move to Tennessee and have a massive, like, here I am, my lake. Because if I'm retired, that means I have a banging house on a lake that I could just go, like, whip jet skis and, like, do stuff on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I would. <laughs> move to the Ozarks, then. Move to the Ozarks. No, but here's the thing. Like, if I was going to move, the, if, like, if I was going to retire to Tennessee, right, I would probably just retire to West Texas and find, like, a nice house on a big-ass fucking lake. Okay, going to Texas is not a bad idea because Texas is very populated. Fort you Worth. have all the major city stuff. No, I mean West cheap. Texas. And it's cheaper, 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 cheaper. We were talking about going to Fort Worth because. What are you talking about? West Texas, like, you know. Bitch, I'm from Texas. <laughs> like, Texas. You know, like yeah. West Texas, like South Texas, well, Death Valley. Uh, Fort Worth's like right outside of Dallas, so like you go a little. Yeah, Fort Worth. That's like a whole like the you, county or whatever. Would you become a, a Cowboys yeah. fan just because you Arlington have to? or whatever? Yeah. Arlington. No, God, no. Oh, and, and, and you can say things like, "Bro, the Cowboys I was will born, rise again." I was Dude. born in Houston. But you know what would be dope? If Why you would I root for the Cowboys? And if you live down there, at least... I already somewhat root for the Cowboys. At least you would be around some fucking tolerable fans. Bitch, they're from Texas. You know what I'm saying? Dude, Texas is the greatest state in the country. At least with Cowboys fans, close. I'd be like, hell yeah, I agree with that. You're not a Patriots fan, so you're cool by my fucking book. Not that you're not. But and you, wait, saying, but like, you go all the way down there, you meet Patriots fans, you're like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, I'd be like, fuck. <laughs> I go, yeah, like, my fucking, my neighbor, like, my one neighbor within 12 miles, a Patriots fan, I'm like, broken leg out on the prairie, and I'm like, nope, not calling him. Fuck yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah. <laughs> he, has, he has Tom Brady shades, and he pulls yeah. that as his Brady 12. Yeah. Joey's like, kill yourself. He's got, like, his, like, 84 Cutlass on, like, 30-inch wheels. With the fucking Patriots, all you know, like how they do yes. like the, the crazy yes. ass like Dallas cars and shit, all them crazy dudes. Is his neighbor like Little Wayne or something in the East Side? <laughs> <laughs> Why is this dude's car? Yeah, no, the only Patriots fan, I'd probably fucking move if I ended up in the same neighborhood. But anyway, I'm just saying, like, Tennessee just seems like a really weird place to move to unless you're like just super into like Jack Daniels. Or you have like family there or Nashville or something like you know what I mean? How like, much are you into Jack Daniels though? Because if me, not at no, all. No, I'm saying like if you're that much into Jack Daniels, you probably explored other whiskeys. Last time I drank better. Jack Daniels, I love Jack. I, I have woke no up. With I that. woke up and I just remember asking Pokey, being like, "Dude, where are my pants?" Dude, I do great and, with and whiskey. And I like had a splitting headache. Everything hurt. I'm like, "What the fuck happened last night?" And Pokey just looked at me and was like, "You don't remember?" And I'm like. Nah, not really. See how you are with vodka. I am with with whiskey. I can do whiskey fine. I have more whiskey than yeah, anything else. Yeah, I have no tolerance for like brown liquor. Like I can I can drink like one scotch, 
and that's it. And then yeah, I'm like, you kill ah, it. that's with my vodka, limit. you kill it. And I'm like, I could. I oh, vodka, dead. I could put down a handle in a day, no I problem. Know. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll definitely feel it the next day a little bit, but not right. like. Not a lot. Like, I've seen you drink a lot, and then you, like the next day you're like. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, listen, ask any of my friends that I went to Baltimore in 2013 with. That was a decade Josh, ago. Timmy, Ryan, Jay, or Eddie. Ask them about my fucking t- basically 24-hour bender that I went on where I just, we start we left at 3.30 in the morning. I brought a handle of Tito's and a pint of Captain 100, and those were gone by the time we got to Baltimore. That sounds horrible. No, that sounds kind of fun. And that then, horrible. And then we got to, I remember standing in center field at the, at this bar, at this, uh, at like one of the, like the bleacher bars, like in center field at, uh, I don't know if you've ever been to. Camden, but it's beautiful park. Don't go anywhere outside of Camden after dark yeah, because gang you'll, city. you'll get shot. Um, and the, flock, the cops, gang, gang. The, the cops are even like, dude, just go, go to your car, go, like, don't be run, bitch, out. run. Yeah, uh, but we're at this bleacher bar, and there's this cop who, the, this chick was an app, like, dude, want, you want to talk about a ten? Like, I, I was like, please arrest me, please. Like, I, I will totally give you my number if you arrest me. Um, she didn't. But uh, we were standing at this bar. We were drinking the. Um, it was it was dead called Dead Rise by uh, I think it was Fat Tire. Okay. All right, I forget what it was. Anyway, it was uh the like special beer. It was made like brewed with like Old Bay seasoning. It was fucking delicious, and they had it on draft at this one bleacher bar out in the center field. So me and Ryan are standing there, and I'm chugging down these beers. I'm like these are so good, and I'm on my third one. Ryan's only halfway done with his first one, and I'm like, you want another one? He's like, you're already done. I'm like, yeah. He goes, he's like, he just looks at me. He goes. How the fuck are you still standing, let alone alive? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't know, dude. My liver's ability to metabolize alcohol is clearly second to none. So, you know, here we are. Uh, but, yeah, it is. It's, you know, some people call it a you know problem. I call it a gift. Um, you know, yeah. it is what it is. I can, I can put them away. You know, we went fishing. A couple, like, two, like, when I went tuna fishing with Ryan last year, you know, Ryan's like, 10 before 10? I brought a 30 rack of Coors. And he was like, 10 before 10? I was like. Dude, it's four in the morning. Like that's like less than that's barely a beer an hour. Four in the morning. That's like ten before six. Bro. Yeah, dude. I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna be at ten by the time we get to wherever we're fishing. I, I, I was yeah. gonna say, like, <laughs> I was like, that's not that many. It's six hours. Yeah, oh, we ran. Needless time. to say, I ran out of Coors Light and I started drink, having to drink the fucking leftover Trulies from the trip before on the way uh, home. So, uh, hey, whatever. The White Claws, whatever they were, it was yeah. worth it. But yeah, no. I mean, I'm not bragging. It's just you know. Six foot three, three hundred and ten ish pounds, yeah. and my liver does not have a problem dispensing alcohol. Hmm. I to, but I can't do. But I can't do whiskey. For some reason, I can easily. Like I don't whiskey, know why. whiskey and scotch. Like I love scotch. I'm not a big whiskey guy. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't mind like a taste of whiskey here and there, like because I think the flavors of it are really nice. Yeah. But to get drunk off of it is not my. I used it to be like Jack and Coke and stuff. I just got sick of it. I just got uh, yeah, fucking sick I couldn't, of it, dude. I'm what, like, this fucking blows. So I started going like vodka, whatever the fuck. Like, I could drink know? vodka straight. I love vodka. It's yeah. it's definitely my... my I can't do it straight. It's I my mean, <laughs> coupe, coupe de grasse. I mean, 90% of my cup is vodka with a splash of grapefruit juice, but that splash of grapefruit goes a fuck of a long way. Yeah. You know what I mean? See, I can't do that. But I would die. I can't do... Oh, it's so good. Like, Jack and Coke... Love it. That's just too much sugar for me. Love it. Well, you can. That's a headache. I just do diet. I just do diet. Even diet, dude. Remember we used to do Bacardi and diet all the time. 
It was like a headache in a glass. No, that was never, cool. never for yep. me. Never. Every night, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the first one. The first one? Yeah. Xbox 360, 07, 08 or something. Yeah, back when like Halo ODST came out. Dude, yup. And it was VOD, it was Bacardi and Diet. Like, oh, no. Well, night. Halo 3. And that yeah. shit's. Halo now, ODST was after 3. I can't even yeah, smell no. that shit anymore. Like, no. And I never had like a bad experience on it, like Bacardi and Diet. Like, I was like a wicked, like crazy hangover or some shit like that. It's just I had so much Bacardi of it. And I'm like, Diet. They get the job done. Yeah. You know, like, I remember those. And I remember thinking, like, oh, Bacardi and Diet. Like, all right, that's better. And then I remember thinking, like, I was doing myself all these favors by switching to vodka soda because I was like, oh, vodka soda, because my palate had developed, like, enough of, like, a, I don't know. I, I don't, like a, like a leather that it did, like I didn't care about the flavor anymore. It was more just like okay, I can drink something that's. But I started with Svedka, like Svedka, and Svedka was twenty dollars bottle, twenty bro. bucks a handle, dude. And I never got a hangover from that shit, and I loved it. It was fucking bomb as fuck, man. Those Swedes knew what they were fucking doing, and then we switched over to. Then it was Tito's, and then it became and then kettle, kettle. Became, became kettle. Kettle was kettle. You know, but what's I remember like, I what's used like that? the top of the line vodka, like if like like it's super expensive. Purple like, Rain. What uh, the fuck is that? Purple Rain, and um, there's another one. Uh, fuck. Have you ever tried Dan Aykroyd's Crystal Skull Look, shit? Yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's yeah. average. Yeah, it's. I've I've only known because it's Dan Aykroyd. I never yeah. tried it. See, like Purple Rain's that shit. It's like Grey Goose is distilled five times, where Purple Rain's done it like seven. And then there's what? even one that's honestly. I think if you go over the best tasting vodka, I think Grey Goose still kind of. For me, still holds the like holds kettle. the top. I mean, Grey Goose a kettle either way, whichever they have. But now, nah, Grey Goose has a distinct. It's like, like mad smooth. It has dis- like, yeah. Goose has a it's flavor. Like a syrup. Yeah. Sort of, but it not. is. It's like a syrup. It's- but it, it is. But it's it's like it's on it's on like the the thinnest it could be. The, the viscosity is like so just so close. perfect. Yeah. Yeah. To me, Grey Goose is still the kettle. Goat. You splash around looks like water. Grey Goose has like a wave action, like it's it doesn't splash yeah. and separate. It, Goose is still my go- like Goose is still my goat. I love. Although Grey Goose, actually, I, just, I gotta say, Stoli Elite. Stoli's bomb as fuck. Stoli Elite. Stoli though. Blueberry and Lemonade. Fuck yeah. Oh god, no, that just fucking that that to me right there that screams. That's what I was drinking when the first King Kong movie with Jack Black came out. Yeah, dude, we used to pound that shit like dude, yeah. Yeah, that was bad. And if you like gin. Newman's Pink Lemonade, Newman's Own Pink Lemonade, and Gin. Bomb as Oh, no. Hendrix on the Rocks with blue cheese stuffed olives. I think I've had that, actually. What you're talking about with Grey, Cru- Grey Goose is actually a rounded texture with a hint of almond, according to them. Because I put, I put, what's up with Grey Goose's consistency? <laughs> <laughs> so, and a rounded texture? A rounded texture with a hint so of almond. What they mean by that, like smooth, like it's got like a... a viscous. Yeah, it's not just like water, it's... It, no. Right? Yeah. No, Grey, it, I'm telling you, Grey... It's got a difference to it. But I don't almond, know. like if you have almond milk, almond, like if you haven't used almond milk, because I, I use it for my wife and my kids. Yeah, we have it all the time. Yeah, almond milk, it's a different consistency. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah. So they, it's a hint. Of well, yeah, because you can't uh, milk a fucking almond. Yeah, you can. It has nipples. <laughs> I have nipples, Sean. Can you milk me? Yeah. You can. Yeah. You can milk anything with nipples. Actually, it's 2023. Who knows? You could milk me. I could I could be... Uh, what did, That's uh, right, you hateful bitch. you squeeze bitch. a man's what titties did, to, so what did, uh, Justin, what did Justin Trudeau no. say oh, the other day? No. The two plus seven LGBTQIMNOPQ yeah, community. Yeah, wait, who said that? Justin Trudeau. 
That fucking loser oh, yeah. prime minister of Canada. God, I'm so glad I don't live in that oh, idiot fucking I, country. I'm so glad you laughed at that Trump fucking comedy sketch. I watched that four times this morning. Oh, my God, dude. I that was, was fucking tears. funny as shit. The, 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 the Trump <laughs> sketch I, I shared. He sent it in the chat yesterday. Oh, shut up. No, this where, morning. Where, where Biden, Biden's the first president that you could punch assassinate. <laughs> Be like, hey, he's like, hey, what's up, Mr. President? Motherfucker. Like, Do you, just, you, want, you want me to just download it and send and you can yeah. play it live? All right, I'll download it. Keep talking in the meantime. I no, I, didn't, I, didn't I legit I cried this morning because Dave Chappelle brings on a comedian that was canceled just because of his comedy sketch were like so controversial. Oh, no, hang on, I got it. You have it? You can play. Yeah. Probably just embedding the thing or whatever, whatever the fuck. Oh no, oh, it's on. God. Is it on Twitter? I think it's on TikTok. I don't think I can download. I TikToks. got you. Well, I I mean I could, but I don't have time nah, to do no, it while I'm doing the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not. But on, that's no, not it's, on the it's funny shit. as shit. But no, I, it's the vodka thing though. It's funny because I started off drinking Grey Goose when I was a kid because of Young Jeezy. Because, well, I started drinking Goose, and then Jeezy came out with Grey Goose with that song. all the empty bottles you had? Bro, I had like $3,500 All up to the big, like, $300 or $400. No, the $175. No, you had one that was like... Oh, I had the one monster one. The novelty one one or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like the three liter. Yeah, yeah, it was fucking or whatever music. it was. It was, it was massive. And you yeah. had all the small ones, and then it went just up to the crescendoed. <laughs> and we were just like, and we were like, we drink. And then, all that. Dude, our room when we were kids was a fucking frat house to the core, dude. Yeah, that was no sick. Shit. Right from high school, because we had to wake up at the same time. So me and Joe had like a fucking dorm room downstairs, and that's basically what we used it as. We yeah, had our own or, ingress and egress. Yeah. We had fucking bathroom down there. And we just had to shut the fuck up going to the kitchen. That's all. It was pretty dope. Oh, my God. Yeah. But I, I'm glad we're going to show this video. I actually, I might tell Miguel to share this on our page, even though it's not sports related. It's that fucking funny. Hmm. It just talks about, like. Miguel. Yeah, no, Miguel Miguel's the best one. He's funny bastard. He goes onto the Bedford Guide pages now because he's he's not from here. So he just talks shit to people in the Bedford Guide. <laughs> <laughs> Shh, you can't, can't say that because he's from Indiana. Yeah, that's his thing. Um. Oh, but but yeah, this was just like a stupid. This is from two nights ago when Dave Chappelle was doing a, a stand up, and it, just like a random comedian was backstage. He goes, "Oh, he was canceled like years ago, but I'm gonna bring him back out, try to get his like name back out there." All right, let's yeah. see. Let's see. Yeah. Let's watch it. Is it? Is the audio working? The audio is working. Hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Please welcome from almost that in that live Shane. Now, Shane, hey, I'm gonna keep my hey, I'm gonna keep my comments brief. Alright. Shane, you once did a joke that I love, and I hate making requests. I saw you do a joke about Donald Trump getting shot. Alright. Shit. <laughs> You're gay. <laughs> 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 
Trump impressions fucking crack me up. I'm sorry. I saw that this morning. It was my like, well, stand-up like, too. Mr. President with a fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he just punches him in the stomach and kills him. <laughs> fucking Harry Houdini style. Uh, uh, that was fucking great. I did fucking get a great kick out of that, the, though. The, 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 <laughs> you go, you, you're gay. Sit down. <laughs> you're gay. <laughs> you're gay. What a loser. You're Sit gay. down. <laughs> <laughs> he gets shot. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. I didn't see that. Oh, that shit did kill me. Fuck it. That, that, that was fucking funny. Uh, no, but you know, it, it, this thing about politics, like, you know, you're going to be able to laugh at yourself sometimes, you know? And comedy, again, and this just kind of goes back to totally random off subject, but like, he said, you know, Chappelle says in that skit, like, yeah, this guy's so funny, he got canceled before his career even started. <laughs> and it's because he made that joke, and everybody was like, yeah, fuck you. Like, we don't like you. Like, no, you can't make fun of Biden on Saturday Night Live. Like, you're not allowed to do that. Yeah, like, he, right, he, was, right. he was fired. Even though Biden... Jimmy Kimmel's head will fucking explode. Yeah, oh, well, no, Jimmy Kimmel just start crying. Right. I'll just start crying. Why would you... Right. He's such a nice old man, and you're so mean. Yeah. And he Jimmy, talk- Kimmel, Jimmy Kimmel's just the absolute... Jimmy Kimmel's the biggest fucking faggot in Jimmy the history Kimmel of fucking... Jimmy Kimmel reminds me of Carlos Mencia from the South Park episode. I mm-hmm. got no dick, man. Yeah. I got no work. That's that's Jimmy. That should have been Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, honestly, looking back at it, like they could have they could have made that Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, just he recently. talked about that recently, like like <laughs> why, why he changed his here. whole career around because he says, you know, he didn't realize the people he was hurting with his jokes, and that's the reason why. He yeah, that's why jokes. that was his excuse for using blackface when he used to do Carl Malone, and then he was like, shit, I can get fired for this. Yeah, yeah. then when he was on the Man Show, he'd be like, I'm Carl Malone, and it, like he would be in blackface. Full on. Yeah, fuck yeah. But back then, it was just like, ah, that's funny. Right. Now, it's like racism. Yeah. It's... Like, mm. Well, if wearing blackface is racist, then uh, who? Nobody thought it was racist when Chappelle was Chuck Taylor sitting up <laughs> yeah. there with fucking I'm Chuck Taylor. Whatever the hell you call yeah. it. Just, White face. Uh, yeah, I guess. Did, but, you, did you see the clip of, the, uh, of that song um, that uh, the fucking seagull sings in The Little Mermaid? No. Uh, the one with, you know, the one with fucking, was it Halle Berry? It was a little Oh, mermaid. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I didn't see the not, song. no, it's not Halle Berry. No, it mm-hmm. is. Her name is Halle Berry. Oh, was, I think about like the other Halle no, Berry. No, not Halle Berry. She spelled a different way. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I was like, Halle yeah, no, Halle, no, Halle, Berry's, is... Halle Berry's Halle Berry's Halle Berry's eyes aren't that far apart. Okay? Yeah, I was like, nah, this, this is some other like, chick. This, this is like Uma Thurman. This yeah. is like the my eyes aren't too far apart. That's her um, real daughter, Uma Thurman's daughter. Oh, no, it's uh, she. The, there's like a song that they have to sing, that like the seagull or what's it, Sebastian? Yeah, no, Sebastian. No, Sebastian's the crab. A crab. Oh, sure. And then uh, what's the seagull? What's Seagull's name? Hermes. I don't know. Come on, you have a fucking kid. You should be watching this show. He doesn't watch Little Mermaid. He has no interest. (laughs) All right. Well, don't show him the new one. But anyway, the fucking song the Seagull sings. The sha-na-na-na-na. I don't even remember what it was. It was like nails on a chalkboard. I'm like. Who sings it? 
I have no idea, but it was one of the worst fucking things I've ever heard in my Hold life. Hold up, I'm looking. I literally wanted like I shut it off. I'm like I was my ears were offended. I wasn't because I didn't care about what was being said it was just the most offensive noise it was like i'd rather listen to jim scuttle i never would have got that scuttle yeah uh what's the scuttlebutt like that's what the whole like scut like thing of the song was it was fucking horrible dude yeah oh my god scuttle on a boat's like intentionally wrecking it like running in the ground or something like that that's what scuttle means yeah well when you or sink it you sink it intentionally right yeah. oh it's aquafina is the bird aquafina is nora from queens no, Aquafina, the the Asian comedian, is is the bird. Oh yeah, it was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. I think that's intentional to be terrible. Oh, because she can't sing at all. Yeah, it was horrible, dude. But it wasn't even like funny. Wait, is the crab? I haven't seen anything about the new Little Mermaid. I'm not gonna watch Me it. Is, is the crab still Jamaican or is that racist? I have now? no idea. I didn't watch. I'm gonna look up. <laughs> is the crab still Jamaican? I did not watch anything past that because is and it was like a crab. 30 second, maybe 30 seconds. I invested in it. It was fucking awful. Anyway, seven seven four nine nine two eight seven zero two. That's the phone number if you want to give us a call. Get in on some of this hot, hot action. What the fuck? What? The original Sebastian came from a large Jamaican family in which he was born from a music academy family and bred to captivity. That's all from the original cartoon in like 1990? I don't remember any of that. I don't know. I remember the first thing, the first movie I ever saw in the theaters was Beauty and the Beast. And I immediately remember Gaston being my favorite character. Gaston was the best. Yeah, dude. He was on Mad Debols. Mad respect. There's no love. No one really drinks know. like Gaston. No one fucks like Gaston. <laughs> like, I don't think I was the words for kids. No one <laughs> hey, back presses then, it, like Gaston. It, it might have been subliminally, yeah. but we just didn't catch it. Dude, Gaston was on so many roids, bro. He was just like, he was the ultimate bro. David Diggs plays the crab. I'm looking it up right now. I don't know any of these people. David, he rides his tiny yes, bicicleta to school. He's in a bunch of shit, that guy. He's like a bunch of comedy shows. Where's him? Oh, I think I've... No. You've never seen that guy? Wait, that's the new Little Mermaid? Yeah. No, I have no he, idea. He plays the, the crab. Is, dude. Nope. Not a, not a clue. Uh, anyway, uh, let's get on to uh, what I feel like... Are, are we good with basketball? We, we, we good yeah. there? We good? We covered it. We good? We covered it? Um, good. I just want to end it with Jason Tatum is the single most overrated player in the NBA right now. I will die on that hill. Until he proves me otherwise, I, I don't care what anybody says. No, you can't do that. It. You can't say I'll die on that hill until he proves me otherwise. No, you die on the hill regardless. Sure, I'll die on that hill no matter what. He's like Paul Pierce, but shittier, all right? <laughs> the only reason Paul Pierce ever won a fucking title is because he got KG and Ray Allen to come fucking help him beat a banged-up Lakers team by the time they got to the final. So fuck off. And uh, Eddie Howes. Eddie, fuck <laughs> yeah, Eddie Howes hitting fucking threes from like <laughs> – he was, like, fucking pulling Steph Curry shit in game yeah. six. I'm like, what the fuck? He was mad short, but he had long shorts. Yeah. <laughs> he looked so, it looked like he was wearing, like, a pair of green dickies out there. I was just but like, what the fuck? I like that, like, I love that gangster look. Like, I was watching, uh, like, the most, the loudest moments in NBA history, and it was all, like, dunks and last-second shots and shit, and one of them was, like, Carmelo Anthony just absolutely fucking yamming it on somebody in, the, in those nice silk white with the, with the powder blue accents on them mm -hmm. with, when, like, Birdman and J.R. Smith and uh, uh, fucking, uh, what's his name, um, with the lips on his neck. Martin. 
Kenyon Martin, Kenyon Martin was there. Like Good that, call. the Thuggets team. Yeah, the Thuggets. Yeah, like that team. Like, and it was just I was like, and they all, but they all had like shorts that came down way past their knees, and I was like, yeah, that shit was. Oh. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Was the Nay on that team? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nene, yeah, the one name, the one name the wonder. One name. Yep, Nene, he was awesome. Fucking, they had a great that Nuggets that oh nine Nuggets team was fucking sweet, dude. Chauncey Billups. Yeah, Chauncey Billups. Yeah, yeah. They were fucking cool. I liked that team a lot. But anyway, uh, I want to get into the uh, the motor racing aspect of the weekend because if you missed out on this weekend's racing action, you missed out. This was one of, if not the best weekends I can remember where every race was intriguing. Granted, NASCAR got bumped to Monday because, uh, you know, weather at in right, Charlotte did right. not cooperate. But you had but, Monaco in the morning. I woke up at 7.30 in the morning. No alarm, by the way. 7.26, my body just roused me. And I was like, <laughs> ah, it is time. I felt like I felt like Rafiki in Lion King. I was like, it is time. And I walked out, and I was like, hanya, hanya, manya, manya. Well, on Lana's forehead. Hata. Yeah, on Lana's forehead. And then I was, I was popping a bottle of champagne, making a mimosa. I'm like, yeah, yeah, bitch. We about to race for the next fucking 14 hours. I'm like, this is going to be fucking sweet. So I pop the bottles of champagne at 7.30 in the morning, Lauren's sleeping, feed the dog, take her out, watching the pregame, and I'm watching pre-race stuff at Monaco. Now, Monaco, for those that don't know, Formula One, Monaco, the Monaco Grand Prix, that is like one of the, is the crown jewel of the Formula One season. It's the best, it's not the best race to watch as a spectator, but it is the single most coveted race by any racer. It's Monaco. It's Monaco. You watch it like everybody who's anybody is in Monaco. Everybody. I mean, fucking right. everyone from Tom Cruise to Tom Brady. McGregor was sitting there on his Conor McGregor. Yacht. Fucking he every- had his Lambo, y'all. I could see him on the stretch right past that, yeah. like, whack fucking corner. And then it's the strip by the marina. And then it goes into yeah. the tunnel you, right you, there. You got the downhill, the downhill, like, yeah, uh, like S curve. And then you go through the tunnel. Yeah. And then you get that long straight down to the chicane. Yeah. And yeah. then the, right after the chicane, sitting like right on that stretch right Where there. Where the pool is. Yeah. He was chilling on his Lambo boat. I saw a video. I was like, damn, that must be so fucking cool. And it's the coolest shit. But the thing is with Monaco is it's a very boring race. Now, Formula One inherently is a very boring form of racing to watch unless you watch all three, like unless you watch practice, qualifying, and the race. It's kind of like the original Star Wars where you have to watch A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi in order to fully appreciate. Because, like, standalone, A New Hope is boring as fuck. Like, it's a slow movie. Nothing happens. Empire Strikes Back, it takes, like, an hour before the Battle of Hoth starts in the movie. And then it's, like, so rapid fire. But it's, like, a two-and-a-half-hour movie long. And then Return of the Jedi, you're like, I don't even know what the fuck is going on here if I haven't seen the first two. <laughs> right. And then you're like, this is too cutesy. What the fuck are these little teddy bears doing throwing spears and shit? Like, how is this even happening? Why are they getting murdered by these big machines? <laughs> or why, why are they murdering these big machines? Like, I, used to, I used to be able to do a dead-on impersonation of Wicket, and I can't do it anymore. Because um, everything, for some reason, George Lucas had this thing about having, like, midget characters steal food from big characters. <laughs> so Yoda and Empire steals, like, a fucking Reese's Pieces from R2-D2 and, like, Luke. <laughs> mine, mine! He's, like, whacking the R2-D2 and, like, stealing Reese's Pieces. This <laughs> Jedi Master is, like, hot up for food. And then Wicket is, like, stealing chocolate, which usually looks like shit, out of, like, Leia's, like, satchel. And he's like, ah, yum, yum. <laughs> he's like, and he's like licking his fingers clean of it all the time. Every midget character in Star Wars is always stealing food. And George Lucas had no idea, else, no idea what else to do with him. You're like, 
Oh, they're just fat little characters. That's all they are. <laughs> that's mad funny. Every every character is Paul's dog. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah, this fat little thing that just steals food. Like, yeah. Fuck it. But no, but like, that's what Formula One is. Like, you've got to kind of watch all three in order to fully appreciate the, the, you know, the end result of the product. So the race, like, if you just watch the race and you watch Max Verstappen go out and win by fucking 28 seconds, you're like, all right, well, this fucking sucks. Like, there was really, there was no red flags. There was no cautions, no wrecks. Everybody raced pretty clean and good, which you expect from the top 20 drivers in the world. But also, you know, they make mistakes too. So that was basically on par with what I expected. So I woke up in the morning. You know, I started off, uh, I made my shotgun shells. I was doing mostly food prep during Monaco. I watched the pre-race. Then once the race started after the first, like, two laps, I was like, all right, let me start getting ready to cook. So I did that. And then at 1230, the Indy 500 kicked off. And let me tell you right now, this Indy 500 that we watched on Sunday, this was probably, this is the best Indy 500 that I can remember in a long, long time. There was outstanding action throughout. There was drama. And then the ending was fucking phenomenal. And I got a bunch of videos to show you. But the first one I will say is this. Uh, like it was a little past midway through the race, and uh, Rehnquist got into the wall, banged up, you know, banged it, lost his steering, spun around, and got hit by Christian Kirkwood. And one of the rear wheels on Kirkwood's car severed the tether. Now, all open wheeled, all race cars now, the wheels are uh, they're tethered to the car, to the chassis of the car, to prevent any wheels. Because if you remember back in 2013 at Daytona when Kyle Larson got up into the fence in the baby Ruth car and Mm -hmm. the tire went into the stands and it like almost, it didn't kill anybody, but it damn well fucking could have and it really fucking injured one woman. Uh, I believe like she had to like, it punctured uh, her uh, femoral artery. Like she had to be rushed to the hospital. Like she was on the brink of death. Um, Jesus. Yeah, it was bad because a tie rod went through her thigh and it was just it was really it was ugly. It was really fucking bad. It was not good. So now all racing like requires the the wheels to be tethered to the chassis of the cars. And in this case, the way the cars hit and made contact, it was a freak accident. It was a very much a one off, but I got the video. I'll show you. Um the tire came off. It, it the, the, t- the tether severed. Tether severed. <laughs> That's a tongue twister. Say that one five times fast. The, the tether, tether severed. And the, as soon as I saw the tire take off, I just, I literally, my heart dropped. I was like, oh, no. Yeah, because you know that thing's going. And I'm looking where it's, and I saw where it was going. And in the live, and I'll show you the, the, the clip in real time first. And I'll see if you Good, can pick I, up on I it. didn't see past this part. They they showed the they showed the wreck, but multiple replays only showed the in car where his head was like like right. literally two inches off the ground with like sparks and shit shooting out. Just kind of gives you an idea of like the open cockpit and like what goes. So on. So I'll show you that video too. Yeah. Uh, but to give you an idea, of the 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 violence of the of the wreck, but. Watch this tire. See if you can pick up on it and watch watch where this tire goes and watch the trajectory it's on. And then you'll see the fans like all duck in the stands. Luckily, it landed on some lady's car. I have her interview, too. Uh, she, she's it was good. a Chevy like Cobalt or some yeah. shit like that. Its nickname was Snowball because, of course, this woman had a name for her car. 
But you know, was it the video of the guy being like, "Yo, let me get some pictures of this"? You got it. You guys hiding the dead body behind this? Yeah, is it no, that guy? No, <laughs> I have a video of a guy trying to get pictures. Like, oh my god, the guy was cracking me up more than the actual damage. Yeah, it was pretty funny. But check this shit out. So you I see that tire that go flying. Holy shit. And not only that was the live that was the live broadcast. The nuttiest And when that guy said, Oh no, I don't think he was talking about the car upside down in the wall. The he tire. was talking about the tire. Bro. Because that very rarely, if ever, happens. And it's not like it bounced, hit something, and launched up and went down. It was like off at the speed in which the car was moving, which makes about that thing a and, fucking uh, missile, dude. Two hundred miles an hour. That would have absolutely you, killed. Knowing what I know, what I, well, I knowing, knowing know. what I know from just eye racing in that corner, yeah, you're carrying about 210 miles an hour worth That's of speed through nutty. that corner. That, they got lucky; it was just the right angle, and that thing flew right past the stands. I could they, imagine the guy sitting high up and, which the was on N- the end. The NTT they dodged Doesn't move. a tremendous bullet with that because, yeah. listen, the Indian 500, they it's rightfully called it's rightfully. Uh, referred to as the greatest spectacle in racing. It is one of the greatest fucking events that you will ever fucking see. I want to go to an Indy 500 in the worst I'd way. It is the coolest fucking race. Those cars haul fucking ass. The qualifying speed was 243 fucking miles an hour this year. God that, damn. They are fucking flying around that place. Now, that being said, when you enter into a... <laughs> when you enter into an arena of speed like that there is an inherent danger as a spectator and a driver that you know you've got to just kind of understand yeah it's not likely but it could happen so that was that i mean when you watch this this tire come off when rankwist hits this uh rosenquist sorry i keep saying rankwist felix rosenquist when he spins right here and then bang that tire is going. That tire is moving at 190 miles an hour. Yeah, that thing's and, and that's rolling dude. weight, dude. That's not like that's tough. To, you ever anybody's ever tried to fucking like catch a rolling tire before at any speed knows how fucking much that sucks. I don't give a shit about how light that magnesium wheel is or anything. The rubber connected to that thing spinning, moving like that makes let me see. An so, absolute deadly fucking object. Especially at that speed, dude. So that was the so that was the that was the the the, the one side of the wreck was the tire going for it. Now the guy whose car the tire came off of had himself a wild ride. Check this out. Yep. Oh, he looks okay. You get that visor down, man. So the reason the visor comes down, it broke. No, 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 the, it goes no, up. No, the reason the visor goes up like that is uh, that's the signal that IndyCar drivers have. Like in NASCAR, you drop the window net to let the safety crew know you're okay. In Indian Formula, you raise your visor to let them know that you're okay and you don't need assistance. Right. So if you like, I didn't it, know that. Yeah, that's that. that's like their window net, if right, you will. Right, right, right. So he immediately crashes and flips the visor up, which I think was a bad idea considering yeah. he's grinding upside down across the racetrack. The sparks, but it's everywhere. just instinct at that point. He's like, "I'm okay." 
and flips the visor up, not real. Like, and then at that point, like, if you're him, like, you're just gonna be praying to God you don't get fucking hit or blow up. But well, you won't blow up. There's those don't blow up. Uh, very, 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 very rarely. Well, the tires very rarely that flies out of the fucking stadium. That's listen. The, well, the tires since they introduced the tethers, that's the first time I've seen it. And this we're talking. At least ten years ago, or ten plus years ago, the tethers were introduced. They got lucky with that one. They got super lucky, super fucking lucky. Uh, but and look, I'll show you the damage to that car. So this is the damage to the car that the uh, that that wheel caused. <laughs> He's like, can I just take my truck? Which, I mean, really not that bad. Crinkled hood, fender. I'd run the fuck out there. I'd find that wheel, and I'd be like, mine! I'd fucking right. throw it in the back of my throw, truck later. Yeah, see, like, deuces. You see it on eBay. Yo, fuck yeah. Yeah. 99 cents. Oh, best. No, 99 cents starting bid. 90, no yeah. reserve. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. But uh, but it was a fan. But the end of the race was fantastic. So we had a couple red flags, a couple of wrecks. Indy did the right thing. I think Indianapolis, uh, I think they need to, at least for the Indy 500, need to adopt a green-white checkered policy, much like NASCAR has, mm. to ensure that the race at least ends under green uh, because they red-flagged the race when they probably shouldn't have. And listen, I'm not saying that the race was run. F I'm not saying it was unfair, but it was certainly like a bending of the rules, much like they did. Uh, in Abu Dhabi in the final race of the season yeah, for Verstappen yeah, a couple yeah, years yeah, ago yeah. where they were like, well, these rules are open for interpretation and we want this shit to end under green and we want to see a fight, so go get them. Yeah. Meanwhile, Lewis Hamilton should have probably won that championship and that race over Verstappen, but the FIA was like, let yeah. them fight. Yeah, good. And then they did. They kind of did the same thing here. And listen, I picked two out of three race winners this weekend, so I picked the proper winner. I I picked uh, Verstappen to win Monaco, which you know, it's like fish in a barrel. Uh, I picked Newgarden, Joseph Newgarden, to win Indianapolis, which he had. This was his twelfth attempt. He had never won it before. He's a champion, former champion. He'd never won it before. He was kind of. I'm not gonna say he was like Dale Senior. But it was kind of like Dale Sr. where he'd been knocking on the door trying to win this race his whole career. Never won it. He'd done every, he's won everything there is to win in Indianapolis mm -hmm. or in Indy racing. Mm -hmm. But he'd never won the Indianapolis 500. Picked him on an odd 10 bucks, won 170. Picked him to win it. I mean, I'm not saying it was luck, but, you know, I rolled the dice. And I bet and, and it came through. And then I bet on Slick Willie Byron to win the 600. And Slick Willie. He finished second. So I was I was two out of three for winners, and I was only one position off on my third. I almost I almost swept the weekend uh, in terms of betting, which would which was fucking great. So, but the best part of this, and I don't know if you saw this, Sean, was so Newgarden was so gassed to have won this race. Yes, I did watch this. He he reinvented. The way I think all race drivers are gonna are gonna celebrate and and this, this is awesome. I think more people should do this. This is this is so fucking phenomenal. I I fucking love this. I watched it. I almost had tears in my eyes watching this. I was so fucking happy for this I could, guy. Was music playing in the stadium as he was doing this or no? No, I don't think so. That would have been crazy if there was like they played like like music and he was just like. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I don't know why I picked Metallica, but I I don't either. But whatever, it would have worked. Yeah, but check it out.
How do you even fit through the fucking fence right there? It was a hole. It was a gate. He's kissing people on the mouth. No mask. I mean, he's just out there. He just ran up in the sand. Just he's celebrating with the fans. I just thought that was the fucking coolest thing. That was. For him to run up in the stands and just start high-fiving fans. Ryan Blaney, who ended his 59-race winless streak on on Sunday, on Monday with the Coke 600, uh, he did the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Went up into the stands. He was like, I saw a new garden do it yesterday. It looked like fun. said, fuck it. We're doing it. (laughs) Yeah. And he went up and did it, and then he he grabbed the checkered flag, and instead of taking the checkered flag around and waving it out the window, he's handed it to some little kid and, and, and walked off. And I was like, you know what, dude? That's fucking rad as fuck, dude. That's why I love motorsports. Love racing because the, the drivers and everybody who do the they do this stuff, they have such an appreciation for the fans that I feel like is just that much more than any other sport. Like I feel like race car drivers appreciate the fans that come out to watch them more than any other sport. Because they're just they're there for four hours, mm-hmm. five hours sometimes. And the hot sun, watching them just tear ass around a racetrack. I mean it's you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. There's just, for whatever reason, in my experience, race car drivers have always been just like a notch cooler. I think the only other people that could really rival that are like hockey players. Like, I feel like that's the only other sport where they're just like, they're that dope. Like, they're just, they're that much into the fans. You know, like, we all sit here and say it all the time. Like, oh, if I was in that position, like, I would spend seven hours a day signing autographs. Like, I wouldn't leave until every kid got an autograph. But at the same time, you realize, like, well, there's only a finite amount of hours in a day. I have obligations. You can't always do that. And ultimately, somebody's going to get the short end of the stick. Like, okay. you got to you gotta just you gotta cut the line off somewhere. You know, like, I honestly, I felt bad when I took that picture with Dale Jarrett at Daytona. Like, I felt bad, like, even holding him up because I'm like, there's eight, nine, ten-year-old kids sitting there waiting for autographs. But then I realized, I'm like, wait a minute. You little fucks never even watched him race. You don't even know who right, the fuck right. this is. Like, your fucking dad's just sending you out here to get fucking autographs and yeah, bullshit yeah, yeah. so he can sell it on eBay, you little right. fucks. I'm like, get the fuck out of my yeah. way. That's I'm like actually people, a fan, bro. Yeah, yeah I'm like, like no. go to airports and just, like, like airport, like, scourge and just, I'm like, like, like yeah. sit there. I'm like, no. In 1994, okay, when I was fucking nine years old and this man saved my summer because Ernie Irvin fucking almost died at Michigan yeah. and they, they got Dale Jarrett to come in and sub and it kept the 28 Texaco Haviland car, Robert Yates Racing, relevant right. for that whole fucking season. Okay, that saved my that that made me as a nine year old. Right, I want the picture. Gas. I'm like, bitch. no, you have no idea what this yeah. man did for me. You know, fucking 25 years ago. Right. All right. So fuck you, you little shit. Get yeah, the fuck yeah. out of my way. That's why I still think, like I said, Terrell Davis is one of the coolest motherfuckers I've ever met. That was rad. Because he was like. Last picture, last picture. I got to go. I got to go, guys. And he grabbed one, and I was like, fuck. And he saw me, and he walked right past me. I'm like, yo, TD, I'm like, Let's, I'll just walk with you, bro. We'll just grab a quick one. And he's like, nah, fuck it. He's like, he didn't say nah, fuck it. But he was like, nah, it's all right. And he put his arm up, and I was just like, bang. And he's like, 
did you get it? And I'm like, ah, oh, it's a little bird. He's like, all right, take one more. And I'm like, damn, I got a good one. And he was like, all right. I'm like, yo, that dude did not have to stop. He already told the last people, like, I got to go, hurry up. And he took the time to stop for me, too, and take two pictures because the that first one got fucked cool. up. He whispered. I was like, damn, dude. I'm like, thank you, TD. You're the fucking man, bro. Like, now you're really, really fucking cool in my book. Like, you were cool before. You know what I mean? Like, as somebody I didn't really like, you know, I've never interacted with or anything like that. But for you to take the time out and take the pictures, that makes, like, all the fucking difference. Like, it really, it, it, and it's so funny how, like, those little things, yeah. those little interactions you have, especially with, like, a famous athlete or something like that, right. can affect, like, your perception of them. Well, right. I like William McGinnis. William McGinnis is a huge asshole. William McGinnis is not a polite dude. I've tried meeting him twice for a picture at, like, a Patriot event at the, the draft parties, right? Yeah, yeah. He's like, no, absolutely not. Like he, he's like, he's not a nice individual. He's an asshole. I like his commentary and stuff like that, but he's just like not about fans. He's like, really? nope. Yeah, he's not about I it at all. I forget who it was the last, the last Patriots uh, Colts game I was at last year. Fucking somebody jumped in, like hopped the fence at the Optum Lounge. I forget what Patriot played. Big time. Fuck, dude. I can't remember his name. And he's just walking around, like taking pictures of people and shit like that. Everybody's like, yo, yo. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Recently retired? No, this was like early 2000 Super Bowl win team. Um, it was uh, well. Uh, Joe and Drewsy does it a lot because he no. like because he goes there for a lot of nonprofit stuff. Ah, fuck! Um, I can't remember. Was his... it a fe- was it offensive lineman? No, not a lineman. Wasn't a lineman. Damn, Mem- dude! Remember position or like what he looks like? Probably linebacker, maybe or white or black. Black. If you said his name, I'd be like, "That's him," but I can't. Tully, ba- Tully Bontekin? No, no. A former player? Yeah. This was like early 2000s winner. Like Roosevelt Colvin. Nope. No. Colvin's not doesn't live around here. Ty Law. Pfeiffer doesn't. Ty Law. Thank you. Linebacker? I don't know. Wait. No. Was it Ty Law? Ty Law is a small <laughs> dude. Yeah, he was probably like six and change. He was a little high. No, but thin-wise. Ty Law is like 100. And, Ty Law is probably like 220 now. No, it wasn't now. fucking Ty. That can't be Ty Law. I was like, if it was Ty he Law, said I mean, if, you, if you didn't get a picture with Ty Law, I'd punch you. That's like my fourth favorite corner of all time. I love Ty Law. Like, was Ty Law is one it, of my was favorite it fucking Chung? players. Patrick Chung does that shit a lot. Ty Law, is the single, Ty Law is the single most disrespected corner of all time. I'll put that out there right now. Nobody ever puts Ty Law... In the conversation with Dion Woodson. Oh, it was Ty Law because I totally said it on the Snapchat. I knew I had it. Yeah, Ty Law was just jumping around, hanging out, fucking. Dude, Ty Law's the fucking man, bro. I was just like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Ty Law's right there. Linebacker. Ty Law is. I don't know, deep corner, whatever the fuck he was, dude. I'm like, I don't know. Hall of Fame quarterback, (laughs) linebacker. I forget, dude. I was like, because I forgot who it was. How How do you get in these Optum Field tickets? Like do you, do you know somebody? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I was like, I'm, no, je- I'm really jealous. Really as, I'm, I, was like, I was like, I'm jealous as fuck. I want to go to the Optimus. Yeah, that's why. Right, you want to go to an Optimus game this year? No, yes, I the, do. I won't go. go unless right. I won't go unless it's down there. I will not go to the Optimus, and it's only 250 bucks extra. So you buy a nosebleed ticket for like 150 bucks. For anybody who doesn't know, Gillette Stadium, okay? You don't. If you want to go to Optum Lounge, you don't go spring for like dope seats unless you're gonna only go. Because with the Optum Lounge, you can go three hours before the game and you can stay an hour after the game and you can drink the entire fucking time. So if you go and you have dope ass seats, I see people sometimes they go from the Optum hanging out and when the game starts, they go up to like their 50 yard line row three fucking seat. 
seats that they're sitting at. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because that's way better to watch the game. And they can come and go as they please through the whole game because you keep the wristband. But we, I just buy a nosebleed ticket for like 150 bucks, never fucking see the thing, and go right in however many hours I get there beforehand and hang out on the field and watch the game right from there. But you, they don't kick you out when the game starts? No, no. fuck no. So why doesn't everyone just stay there? A lot of people do. A lot of people do, but like I said, the the people that have doper have, seats. Yeah, if you've got if you've got club seats, dude, you yeah. get like, oh, I got these optum passes. Yeah, let's go down and Right, I'm gonna bring my kid down to go meet Adam Vinatieri or DK whatever, yeah, who or cares? whatever, right. who can, because they're the, the visiting visit, tunnel is right tunnel there. there. So yeah, because yeah, I've seen people literally in the Optum Lounge, and then all of a sudden they're up in their seats right next to that tunnel, and they're waving to the people they were just talking to. And I'm like, oh, those motherfuckers. I'm like, oh, I get they're like, it. Tom, get yeah, not I'm Brady. Like, Tom! I get it. So if you ever want, like, if anybody ever wants to stay in the Optum Lounge and do it, you can find the seats. I don't know exactly like what website because I have Game Time and they don't always like appear on there. Yeah, I'm not sure like how you get them if you can buy them at the stadium or not because it's not like they fucking sell out really. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you do is you buy a nosebleed for 150 bucks and you spend the 250 dollars on the Optum Pass and just watch the game from there. Which the I mean, not there. the best place to watch a game from, but it actually is kind of cool. Tell you what, dude, when they're when the Bills, when I watch the Bills there, dude, and they're right on the one yard line at that fucking oh, yeah, at that, at that end, end zone, dude, and like shits happen, you see a lot of stuff, dude. It's it's not bad. It just sucks when they're going the other way and shit like that. Like you find yourself looking backwards at the huge ass fucking jumbotron right there. Yeah. Well, no, now there's that. Now it's, we have now there's the now other we have one. we have the biggest LED screen yeah, in, in North America on the other side. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, you outdid Jerry. Nice. Oh, yeah, he was pissed, apparently. Was he? Yeah. Well, he, he was first, though. Jerry was first. Like, bro, technology's come a long way since yeah, but he 2000. Gets, he, you know how Jerry is. Jerry's like, I'm just going to build a new fucking stadium. He probably fucking will. Yeah, we got to get a bigger screen. Yeah. Well, my, we can't because now the puck My eyes are... aren't too far apart. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but, uh, no, what, what else did we have? We had... Uh... Hold on, I'll look. Oh, 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 we got we got one other video that we wanted to show. What's the other video? Uh... It has to do with, uh, yeah, may as well. Yeah, I'll take a little sprucey spruce. We'll wait till Paul gets back for this video because oh, it's, it's fun- him. Who? Right. It's his guy. Oh no. Uh, no, this one has to do with LSU and feminism or Christianity or oh. both. So yeah, this one's this one's has a little he, well Has colored. he not seen it yet? I don't know if he has or not. He, it was in the group chat, so he must have. But I, I don't. I don't know. And and also, uh, where do you think D Hop lands? I'm I'm saying Buffalo, Kansas City. Buffalo can't afford him. I think he's going to Buffalo, dude. So I'm gonna cheat. I've listened to Adam Schefter's podcast before I came. Well, I listened to it on the way here, and it was like a 25 minute segment. He talks about DeAndre Hopkins and everything he knows. He says the teams guaranteed he knows have made formal offers to DeAndre Hopkins are the Chiefs, Buffalo Bills, Cleveland Browns, New England Patriots. He goes, those are the four teams that want Hopkins right now. He goes, his favorites are Kansas City and and uh, the Browns to get him. No shot, Buffalo Bills. Patriots are a wild card. That's what he said. He said, Bills are no, he said, Bills offer the least amount of money. Bills offer the least amount of playing time out of any of those, th- any of those four. Because, I mean, he'd be going into a already As a number three. established wide receiver core and, you know, with Gabe Davis and... Stefan Diggs. And they've already and he says from his what he's learned about what Buffalo's offer was is that he's going there to be the slot guy. And DeAndre Hopkins is like, mm, that ain't me at this point in my career. I'm not gonna be a slot guy getting fucking blown up. 
just for Josh Allen. You know what I mean? He wants to be an outside guy. He wants to be a main guy. And that's why they think he's – Adam Schefter goes, he goes, gun to my head. You had to make me pick. I think he goes Kansas City because he takes Juju's spot, and that makes a lot of sense for him. Well, and that – but the thing is, he also did say that if he – wherever he goes, he's going to want a, a world Stable head coach, a great and a, quarterback. And a defense. And, and yes, and a defense. And a defense, which Kansas City doesn't have. Makes so, no sense for me to go to Cleveland at all. Which besides, is why I besides, feel like I kind of feel like New England makes the most sense. Well, New England has dominant defense, great head coach, sustainable like front office. He's going to know the, have he, the he knows, he knows the offense, but well, we don't know that he doesn't have the quarterback yet. Well, we haven't I think seen, he has the quarterback. I'm fine with, jo- with listen, Mac, Mac I'm, Jones I'm, this year. I think listen, I think Mac. If, if you give New England, say Mac Miller. Yeah, I did. I think said Mac Jones. <laughs> if you give, I think I think Mac Jones give, this year has a 30-12 line. If you give him D Hop, he'll be great. I, I think that Patriots offense with with a true offensive minded offensive coordinator, dedicated offensive coordinator, and Billy O. Not like they had the disaster last year with fucking Matt Patricia calling the plays, which is just. Listen, I love Belichick, but that was one of the more questionable Belichick moves I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, he, he, he um, was on heroin. It yeah it it, it kind of was like what like what are you what are you Hunter Biden like, <laughs> yeah that was crazy that's just this I, feel, is, I feel like uh, Matt Patricia had like blackmail on the whole team and like you couldn't let him go yeah I, I just don't understand it but uh, you give Mac Jones Billy O and D Hop mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie dude I think the Patriots surprise a lot of people next year I think we're an eleven and six team right now right now I think if you get D Hop they're an eleven and six team. Without D Hop, I'm gonna lean more towards like nine and eight. I I just really like because the I defense. love that defense. I love the defense. I do too. I really do. I love that defense. I think they're one of the top five units in the league. But at the end of the day, it's if, the offense. I know if Matt can't move the ball, like they can't just keep beating the Jets on punt returns nope. with Not 13 this year. seconds no, left. That was right, Rogers. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and listen, Tua's gonna get hurt. The Dolphins are gonna become a non-factor by midseason. I think the Jets are vastly overrated, but Aaron Rodgers is pretty fucking good. The Bills are they're they're a wagon. They're mm-hmm. established. They got the quarterback and the coach. Mm-hmm. They're not going anywhere. They're your number one competition. All that being said, dude, I just I feel like if you could get Mac Jones an elite weapon on the outside, even if it's an aging elite weapon, even or not, let's say he's not elite anymore, mm-hmm. but he's just a true number one dog. I'm telling you, the Patriots, the Patriots are going to surprise some people. Yeah. They really would because that defense keeps you in games regardless of what you Absolutely, think. Absolutely, dude. And D-Hop will make two or three catches a game that just make you scratch your head and go, how the fuck did he do that? I don't, I don't, care, how, I don't care how much slower he is than what he was three years ago. If you haven't seen the Patriots offense in the last two years, you don't understand. No. It doesn't matter, I'll dude. take I'm Wes Welker you, right now. I'm telling you right now, I, I, I think the Patriots are going to surprise a lot of people regardless. But you add D-Hop to that mix, and all of a sudden the Patriots become kind of like a team that you're like, okay, yeah, we can't we can't take these guys lightly anymore. Like again, like we, we this is we're not back to you know 2012, 2013 level New England, but we're you know yeah, you gotta cut that shit out. It's too late. We're we're getting there. That's your fifth hit. Yeah, yeah. Paul needs a little atomic rhino face fuel. Don't you um, think? I'm telling you that shit. Fucking, I got the I got the crushable tabs, like the, oh. the you know the old the, the tablets. Those yeah, are the yeah, best. 
Because they just they hit you quick, but then they go away. But they hit you hard. Paul, you'll you'll catch Paul later on the the Patriots games. Hundred days away, by the way, for the first hundred days. Um, wow. You'll see Paul on the Optum Lounge. You see it, one of those coaches like crack a thing and smell it. Paul's like, yo yo, <laughs> waving the guy over to give him a hit of the the pneumonia tablet. I'm looking I'm I'm looking forward like to football season commercial. so much this year. Of course I, you are. I mean, it's just for the first time. Look, last year I had a lot of optimism going into the season. Not realizing what a fucking epic failure Nathaniel Hackett was going to be, but now knowing going in, knowing that we've got Sean fucking Payton, a top five coach in the league. Yeah, it's a big change. It's and we got Russ, change, a healthy, a healthy, well. And from what I heard, Payton back. likes Russ. He's picking it up. He's doing his thing. He said he's Russ is no fucking idiot. I know. Dude. I know. People, people people slept on Russ last year. Like, oh, I told you it was fucking done. I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. You have yeah. no idea what you're talking about. It's so easy for amateur casuals to fucking weigh in on on teams that they don't watch or know. You know, it's like all these people that were like, oh, they're like, oh, oh yeah, Lakers, Lakers in five against the Nuggets. And I'm like, Lakers in five. I'm like, have you watched the fucking Nuggets? And they're like, no. And I'm like. No, dude, like the Lakers are gonna be lucky to get this to six or seven. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is a good fucking team. I'm like, we're gonna need all hands on deck and shit's gonna have to go our way. And lo and behold, nothing went our way. I'm like, so it's very easy for people to sit there and, and cast judgment on teams that they know nothing about. Right? Like, all right, look, we know what Andy Reid and Mahomes are gonna do, right? They're gonna be eleven, twelve wins. They're gonna be in the mix for the one seed, two seed, whatever. We know what Joe Burrow and and company are going to do in Cincy. They're going to be in the mix. All right, I was dead wrong about them last year. I thought they were going to be the biggest disappointment team of the year last year. I thought they were going to have a fall off and a slip. They didn't. They didn't fall off or slip at all. In fact, they got better. Yeah. So that's just a testament right there to a well-coached, well-run team with a great quarterback. So, boom, there you go. So you got Kansas City, Cincinnati. There's your, there's your one-two. In the AFC. For sure. Everybody else is kind of there to round out the numbers at this point. Right. Bills. And, you know, somebody will, will, will punch up. Yeah, the Bills. All right, throw the Bills in the mix. They're the three. Top there's, there's, yeah, they're, they're there with Cincy. Like, Casey's number one. And you got Cincy, Buffalo. I'm kind of putting Cincy over Buffalo right now. Kind of du- duking three. it out for number two. Yeah. But they're, they're pretty Baltimore. equal. Baltimore. Yeah. The fuck would I be worried about them? Why the hell am I worried about Baltimore? Lamar can't win a playoff game. No, but ba- regular season though, regular season they they do a lot of damage. Uh yeah, you're right. They do. They're a very, they're a great regular season team, but right. you know, again, another and, another and something honestly, like and and don't I'm telling you right now, don't sleep on the fucking Pittsburgh Steelers this year. Yeah. Well, I, well, like, I don't know. I, Everybody's going to have their playbook cuz Kenny yeah, Pickett's a dumbass. Kenny Pickett's an idiot. Leaves the playbook on the front seat. And then I tweeted immediately. I was like, Belichick, you crafty bastard. Yeah, I love it. Did you see the picture with the hood and the little smirk? And yeah. Like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, and somebody steal this fucking car. So uh, anyway, we'll we'll talk more football in the weeks to come because June 1st is, uh, what, two days from now. So we got June 1st. Next tomorrow? Yep. Oh, no, no, no. I'm uh, sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yep, we wait. got tomorrow's the 31st, June 1st, Thursday. Uh, we've got June 1st designations. We got cuts. We got everything coming up. And then, boys. Two months to the feast, and then that's preseason. But no, bro, we're like five weeks away from the fucking six weeks away from the all uh, the Hall of Fame game. It's been a long. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're almost there, dude. Yeah. We're almost there. Like we're in. We're we're already to June. Yeah, June. 
I mean, I don't want to rush the summer by or nothing, but I'm like really looking forward to Anthony Richardson. No, so. you don't, you're, gonna, you're not going to rush Hon- anything. Honestly, I don't mind rushing the summer by. Um, you know. Uh, oh, by the way, I'm going to need you to Venmo me for golf ASAP for tomorrow because I, I yeah, only got bitch. like I only got like three days left to fucking uh, buy the uh, YouTube Sunday ticket at the discounted uh, price. Oh, what's it at? It's a hundred bucks off right now. Fuck, I gotta wait. Yes. Yeah, yes. blows. blows. Ah, well, fuck uh, it. I'm still the blows. It. Uh, all right, so we'll college football will be back before this too. Um, but man, do we have a great video from LSU for you guys? Did you see this last week? It's a little older. I think it's been around a little bit, but this is the full video. Wait, is this the six margaritas? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> She'll take your penis and <laughs> shove it up no, her penis. No, that's Don't uh, bury the lead. You've already done it. We no, did. We did show. not do this on the show. It's in the group chat, but not on the show. Sure. Yes, we're positive. Oh, all right. Sure about that? You sure about that? By the way, season three just landed on that. Fucking hysterical. I've never even seen it, but... What is that from? I think you should leave. It's on Netflix. It's a 23-minute per episode, like, comedy sketch, and the dude is fucking hysterical. Oh, I love... Is that where he's fucking yelling? And he's doing... Uh, yeah, I know which one you're he plays talking a su- about. In one of the episodes, he plays a Southern guy, and they're canceling one of his favorite shows on his, like, cable access show. Yeah. It's called Coffin Drop, and where <laughs> naked bodies fall out of coffins. And he goes, and he goes, you say to yourself, it has to be scripted. How many naked bodies are in coffins? Do you know? Do you really know? They yeah. can all be naked. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I know the guy. Yeah, he's... Fu- Tim, I, Tim what's Robinson. It called? I think you should leave. I, I'm gonna have to watch it. Dude, yeah. I'm telling I love you, that fucking guy. I, I showed Joey the, that the, became so, like a, that meme became so fucking popular and well. But he does you, one where he's like yelling, and he does like the yelling one. But I don't it's know so saying, it's but so it's, applicable to so many situations. Did you, oh, I, know. Did you, I showed you the haunted house one, right? You know Jimmy Butler. You know Jimmy Butler after. Oh, the Celtics win Game Six. Oh, we're definitely winning Game Seven. You sure about that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fucking great. But anyway, so here's this thing. I don't know. It's I don't know if this is. Preaching Christianity abstinence. It's, preach, it's preaching abstinence. Abstinence. Preaching abstinence. But this woman is preaching it uh, to a bunch of people at a uh, college campus, uh, one of which is, uh, you may have heard of it. It's called LSU. Yeah. Uh, a yeah. famous gymnast from there now. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it goes, some basketball player or something. It goes, it goes pretty well, as, as you expect, but it's great. I like this one guy in the background screaming. I just like how everybody's like cheering. Like you're talking to a bunch of college thinks, bros. They're all like, yeah. She thinks she's killing it. I know. Right, she thinks she's warming it up. She's like, oh, yeah, I'm fucking. I got this crowd. They're all about yeah. abstinence. They're like, yeah. <laughs> Fuck this devious woman. <laughs> you so satanic funny. slut. I like how it goes from anal to she's going to peg you. Pegged. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, where? 
That was it? <laughs> the guy, what? <laughs> that guy was the best seller. <laughs> he was all into it until that last. He goes, he goes, okay, my lesson is stop at four margaritas. Yeah. Five <laughs> is deadly. Yeah. Five is not a place I want um, to go. All right. Uh, oh, one last video, too. Uh, just to go back to um, my hatred of Bubba Wallace and all things Bubba Wallace. Uh, so Bubba Wallace got into a mix-up. Oh, good. I didn't see this. Eric Amarola on pit road during the red flag. There's a rain delay during the 600 yeah, on Monday. Yeah. And Bubba Wallace did not take kindly to how Eric Amarola was racing him, flipped him the bird during the race, and Amarola confronted him on pit road and asked him, you know, what Fucks the fuck? fuck your problem was. And according to Amarola, and you can look up the post-race interview if you so choose, but I, I don't have it right here in front of me. Um, but he basically said, like, yeah, you know, he uh, – had some smart-ass, typical Bubba Wallace answer and started cussing me out, and I wasn't having it, and this is what happened. So you see him there on pit road, and they're talking, they're talking. They kiss. And they, there's the shove, and then that's the same guy that was there to break up the fight. For Chastain? For Chastain wow. and Gregson last week. Same dude. And everybody's like, how is this was man he just damage control like, guy? Yeah, like, like, how is this guy? You know, like, hey, hey, listen, bro, we're gonna need you to get over to uh, Bubba and Emerald. They, they, yeah, they Bubba sound like, just flipped them off. They sound like they're about to get at it, and and he's just there. I mean, I love it. Like, honestly, I wish that guy wasn't there because I'd love to see Bubba Wallace and Eric Emerald just start swinging on each other. Oh yeah. Emerald would pummel, pummel I'd him. I'd love to see Bubba Wallace get knocked out. Well, yeah, because you remember last year when Bubba Wallace got in Kyle Larson's face. Now Kyle Larson's like a five foot six midget. Right. And like Bubba Wallace was like, pounds. was like chest bumping him and shoving him and shit like that. And like, not that Bubba's a big dude, but he's bigger than right, Kyle, Kyle Larson. And it's like, oh, I'll notice how he didn't, uh, you know, didn't throw his chest into Amarola, didn't start barking at him like the way he did with Kyle Larson. Like, oh, oh, what's the matter? Oh, can't can't handle it, bro. Can't handle it. He's like, no, I just wasn't feeling it today. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, no, I wasn't really feeling it. You know, it wasn't really. Uh, are you sure about that? You sure about that? Uh, but anyway, it's great. I can't wait to see the day Bubba Wallace gets knocked the fuck out, punching the fucking teeth, because he does deserve it. He races like an asshole. He's a bitch. Acts like an asshole and is a total fucking disgrace. But uh, nonetheless, let's leave it there, boys. Hell yeah. What? Um, at this point, neither one of you commented on my choice of jersey. I saw it. I was like, I did. I, ca- I said Havlicek. I just... I'm just disappointed. I saw it. What the fuck? I literally said it during the show. (laughs) I'm just disappointed in both of you. I just wasn't going to give you the satisfaction, (laughs) asshole. I knew it. I'm like, yeah, it's fucking asshole. I'm like, yeah, he does own a Boston jersey. Why? I don't fucking know. Because it's fucking Hondo, bro. (laughs) Uh, Well, we'll leave it there. We'll be back next Tuesday night. (laughs) First show of the month of June. Ugh. Uh, we got. I, I'll be I'll a lot be, of baseball, guys. No, I'm kidding. No, uh, we'll be we'll we'll schedule our break. We we usually get we usually take a two week break. You know, right around Fourth of July, end of yeah. June, Fourth yeah, of July. It's boring as shit. Uh, but we got the finals to cover. We still got that. We got racing. Like, there's yep. a lot of good racing coming up. There's yep. a lot of good baseball coming up. There's a lot of uh, NFL shit that you know the NFL never sleeps, bro. Nah. Uh, so we'll, there's always stuff to make the world go around and row one seat one. We'll be here to cover it and we'll be here to give you our comments and our takes on it. So we'll be back next Tuesday night, 830 ish PM, uh, right here on the one, the only, the new Bedford guide, 
Joey Fats Radio, roll one, seat one for Mr. Betancourt and Plizzy. I am your host, Joey Fats. We appreciate you all. Please give us a like and a share. This will be up on Spotify right after the show is over. I'll have this uploaded within probably, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes. Usually 30 minutes. Uh, and then it'll be up on our YouTube channel as well. So, uh, yeah. Give us a like and a share. Make sure you subscribe and uh, all that fun stuff. It's free to you, and it helps us out tremendously Mm -hmm. as we try to get this thing uh, off the ground and onto the next level. So appreciate y'all. We'll see you next week, Tuesday night. Enjoy your final day of May. I know I'll be enjoying it tomorrow on the golf course with some birdie juice and some Coors Lights. Yeah. No Bud Lights. No, I don't drink that shit. Miss me with that gay shit. Ain't doing it. Ain't doing it. Uh, but until then, uh, happy off season. I hope the Celtics enjoy their trip to Cancun. Uh, they better get ready because they got a lot of catching up to do. The Lakers are already four days or five days ahead of them. So yeah, uh, they, they saved them some room in the you hotel. Know, the, the, uh, the, the swings on the golf course are already well lubricated for the Lakers. Celtics are going to have to catch up. So uh, hope you all enjoyed that. It was a good show. We'll talk to you next week, Tuesday. Peace. Peace. Later.